And it looks like we're live. So, hey, what's going on, everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and uh, who's joining me today? Hey, what's up, guys? It's me, uh, Devin, also known as Paranoid Coder uh, on Twitter, I guess. That's about it. Yeah. But, and, yeah. and uh, thank you for being here, Paranoid Coder or Devin. We, uh, we appreciate you being here. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad to be here. I'm, I'm excited, guys. Thanks for and keep me on. Oh, hey, no problem. And uh, so the other thing as well, too, is uh, some people might be wondering uh, what's up uh, because I'm saying we and uh, Daniel is also not introducing himself. So Daniel was going to be here, but he ended up texting me about 20 or 25 minutes before the show started and said that he's not feeling well. So, I mean, we wish him best condolences and all that. But he said, hey, he was aware Devin was coming on anyways. I actually asked him if he could be a guest on because ideally so there was one time before Devin ended up subbing in for him as a co-host i think he did a good job but i was like hey it'd be awesome if we have both people on but I, I don't know i don't think it's destined to be honestly yeah i don't know it's kind of a shame i was excited to finally meet him here live on the podcast but you know i wish him the best of luck too man hope he feels better yeah absolutely so he he also he has the invite as well so if dano just randomly pops in here at one point that would be fantastic but if not i mean we know the deal. He's sick with, I don't know, it might be like a diarrhea sickness or something. But that's why I say for every Yeah, sure hope not, man. Yeah. It could be something worse. So, you know. So, yeah. Anyways, we can go ahead and uh, get into these topics here and such. Um, and thank you, everyone who's uh, coming online here and such. It's uh, great to see people just immediately coming into the chat. That always, that always warms my thick heart that's somewhere here under all the fat. Uh, but... Our first topic here, well, uh, Devin, you, uh, you want to start off and take this one? Yeah, so um, I didn't hear about this until just recently, but basically a uh, some guy who makes mods for a game, uh, Nier, Nier Automata. I don't know this game. I'm not familiar I, with so it. I've so heard you're... Nier Automata and Nier Automata. Automata? Yeah. Well... Either way, um, I suppose this game has a number of mods, and I think the mod was available through Steam. That's correct? Yes. Right. So uh, it was publicly available through Steam, and he essentially put uh, a bit of code in his mod that would blacklist their account or something if they had actually cracked the game. Um, so if they had basically not paid for the game, cracked it, got it installed, they would have their account banned from this plugin or this mod is that correct um so it wasn't necessarily that now from from what i'm understanding on here i, I just found this funny because it was anti-piracy on a mod here uh but he wanted to oh my god we got daniel hey. <laughs> wait, Daniel. wait wait say something hold on he's muted he's muted he's muted hear me now yes we hear you is it shitty or do I need a, it might be coming out of, uh, da, 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 da. yeah. No, no, it's great. So, okay. sorry, we got we to gotta interrupt the uh, the story here. But, hey, so, Daniel, this is Devin, and Devin, this is Daniel. What's going on, man? Hey, nice to meet you, man. How's it going? Nice to meet you, too. Pretty good. I mean, I, I was feeling like shit a little bit ago, but uh, I took some headache pills, and I drink some energy drink, so I'm like, ah, I, I got to do this. It's once a month. I got to at least – I'm not dying, so I'm like, I, I got to – Throw myself together and do this podcast. Was it was it a diarrhea illness? Because I told them that I, the entire stream it was that. Wait, are we on stream right now? Yeah, we are. Oh, I thought. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you joined in at seven oh seven, sir. It's five oh eight here, friend. Um, but um, 
No, it wasn't. No, I didn't shit any. I no, my ass is fine. <laughs> oh. No, it was my head. It's my head. Yeah. Okay, everyone, you've heard it here. If you're in the stream and catch this first, his ass is fine. Thanks for letting everyone think that I was Hershey squirting instead of streaming. But no, for, hey, I didn't. I said it was unconfirmed. So yeah, okay. <laughs> I bet you found a picture on the internet of like someone that was shitting their brains out. Like this is probably the most funny right now. <laughs> that's that's not a bad idea to do. <clears throat> but no, I'm I'm very much so, very much so here and alive. So, um, yeah. Did you guys start stories? Were you guys kind of just segueing into things? Or? Yeah. So I mean, we kind of catch you up on this, but uh, we were going over our first topic here, which was uh, the anti-piracy that was put on uh, near Automata. I believe that's how I'm going to say it there. Um, but I was kind of talking with Devin here and saying that. The issue was uh, this guy, he ended up making his mod so that it would not work on pirated versions, which is just kind of silly to put anti-piracy on a mod. Uh, mm. But he's been known for doing things like this as well, too. So, Devin, kind of the blacklist thing you were talking about, there's actually a... Uh, there. I'm quoting it here verbatim, uh, but I believe one of the moderators on the subreddit this is posted to had said, this is nothing new. This modder is infamous for his other tricks in his mods. He basically has a blacklist he keeps in his mods. If he gets in a fight with a person because that said person disagrees with him about something, he will put that person's Steam ID into his blacklist that's inside his code in the mod. If the said person tries to use his mod, the game will simply refuse to run and will crash on startup. He even admits this, so Google it. Long story short, don't trust this asshole. Straight up DeNuvo shill and a butthurt idiot who can't accept opinion that's different than his. Don't download his mods, even if you are a legit user. Well, I read up on that guy a little bit, and he actually does seem like he's kind of an asshole. He, like, the, the other article you posted said that he got banned, and he was banned for, like, just being a dick, really. Is is what the uh, like what the, what I saw from the moderators in the second article that you posted? Yes. So I mean, he is kind of a dick. So I don't know. Like, it's a little interesting that he because I, I get it. Again, when we talked about modding, I don't really, I don't really like piracy because I think that in the long run it fucks everything. And again, if everyone justified piracy, there'd be no progress in the gaming industry or you know future video games because no one would be getting paid. But at the same time, I don't know that that's the way to go about it, you know? I mean, if people already downloaded their illegal games, they're not going to really care that much about your little mod, like, to go legit and buy it. Like, to me, it would be more an exploit, maybe, that had some checks in place to prevent piracy, which, again, at the same time, has been proven pretty difficult because once someone's finds an exploit, there's always someone who is, like, pro-piracy or doesn't give a shit that kind of opens up that exploit and makes it where, you know, you could run ISOs and ROMs and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to see, though. But, yeah, I definitely think that this guy didn't really have or doesn't really have the uh, necessarily, like, best intentions. It kind of more seems like he just likes to be a control freak more than anything. Yeah, this was a really interesting kind of controversial thing for me to read about. Uh on one hand, you know, people, this guy's developing this in his own free time. Um, and actually, I'm not really sure. Was this mod paid for at all, or is this all free? No, since this is a modification of the game, it's free. It's all free. That's what I figured. That's what I thought. So uh, this is a free mod. Um, I think technically, to an extent, the developer can do whatever they want. Um, it just really doesn't help that he is such a jerk about it. Um, you know, when you publicly go on and have such a bad PR... 
and publicly kind of shaming people, it's really not a good look on you. Um, but I also kind of agree with what some of Daniel said. It's like, look, it's not really, shouldn't really be too much of your concern. I don't know. I go b- back and forth on this one. Well, I feel like he, like you said too, though, I mean, as a creator, he can do whatever the hell he wants. It's his thing, you know? Like, it wasn't like it was something that was crowdfunded and like that. If it's something he did in his own spare time, it's his work. Like, he has every right to do what he wants with it. But, again, at the same time, I just don't really know, again, what his what truly what his intentions are, if he really cares about the game and the developers, or, again, if he's just kind of, like, an asshole in a sense, <laughs> and... He's just doing it because he likes to be in control of things. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't know what his intentions are, really. Because his intentions are truly pure. Like, he just doesn't really like pirates and wants people to all do legit things. And if you want to enjoy the game, you have to buy the game legitly. And that's, I don't really see anything wrong with that. But again, if he's hated by so many people, there's, he's obviously, like, there's something with this guy, I think, more so than people just being mad that he doesn't allow pirates to play his mods, you know? There's got to be something more to it. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely even there as well too. Because I mean, yeah, I think it's a bit silly, you know, the whole kind of anti-piracy thing on there. But really, when you're saying the control thing, thing, control freak thing, it's like I don't think there's absolutely any reason that uh, he should be just because he disagrees with someone, he's going to completely block them from using his modification. Yeah, that's that that's like a toddler throwing a temper tantrum. Exactly. Dude. Exactly. Yeah, that's some that's <laughs> childish shit. If I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, at, at that point, uh, I even questioned, would that actually be even allowed on, like, Steamworks or anything? Because then at that point, you have, uh, like, Steam on their service. They would have a modification that is specifically targeting certain users maliciously. And is, these users are specific users that this guy is putting in his code in his blacklist. They'll prevent them from running the game. But is that is that confirmed or is it more accusations? Yeah, it's been, yeah no, oh, it's it been confirmed. confirmed. That was confirmed, yeah. Got you. <laughs> that's funny i mean it's funny that's that's funny you can't say that it's not a little bit funny that this guy yeah. literally went out of his way to blacklist a user because maybe the guy would like didn't like the dude or something like that but mm-hmm. yeah that's some childish shit do you you think someone that's like smart enough to create a mod like that would have a little bit of fucking like i don't know just self-control and common sense to not be an idiot but i don't know I did notice some interesting comments on that Reddit thread too. Um, I believe the mod was actually to do deal with something at like scaling at higher resolutions more properly. I guess the game doesn't quite do that well. And so some people in the comments were saying that this was almost an essential mod and that he shouldn't do that to the community because of how essential this mod is. What's yeah. your kind of take on that? Near the thing is with that, it, I haven't played it yet. I would like to at one point, but there's so many other damn games I'm playing right now. Um, but yeah, from what I know, the PC port was not graceful by any means. Uh, many people mm-hmm. had major issues with it. Um, actually, even uh, James in the comments here was saying the mod fixes a lot of the game's performance. Some say it's required just to fix the game. Um, I think, again, it's silly that any mod should be blacklisting people like that. But at the same time, uh, I also don't, well, when it comes to, you know, you're saying like the uh, performance and such on there where you're almost barring people from getting that performance um, upgrade. Um, I also don't feel too bad about that because that then becomes a issue with the actual publishers and developers. Like, why the hell can't you patch the game or why wasn't it released in a proper state? If you have to have a modification like this to actually fix up the game, like the game should have these features and fixes and such without you patching it. Or without you uh, using a mod. 
it should be either there day one or you know worst case patched in eventually yeah it shouldn't be like a independent thing that's created by a user you know mm-hmm. versus uh well it's it's like Skyrim, for example. Um, like a lot of people say, oh, you have to play Skyrim with mods. It, it's unplayable without mods. It's like, no, I have the stock version on PC. Like I can I can boot up the game. I can play it start to finish just fine uh, with no mods. The mods do make it much better. They can improve on certain things, but the game isn't unplayable and it's not, you know, completely detrimental. Like it, th- there's nothing detrimental that's going on if I don't have mods on there. Yeah. This game is actually... <clears throat> um, totally random, but I played it on PS4 for a little bit, and it's pretty fucking tight, man. It's a pretty cool game. I want to play it, but yeah. again, I'm just playing too many other damn things right now. I need yeah, to no, I get it. That's the reason why I didn't... Well, my, my buddy picked it up, but yeah, the reviews are all pretty mixed. I mean, it, it says mixed, but it's literally all performance issues. Crashing, mm-hmm. crashing. But I, on PlayStation, I mean, there was no... There was no issues, at least not noticeable. The the console versions, from what I see, have been fine. Digital Foundry did a really good job uh, analyzing it, but the console versions have been fine. It's the PC version that they just completely goofed on. Um, unfortunately, it seems to be a lot of, uh, and I hate to stereotype on there, I really do, but like a lot of companies, like developers and such, that are Japanese-based developers that are mostly working on console, and they're now like last generation, this generation, starting to port their games and also release them on PC. Uh, they're the games that are having the issues, like the Final Fantasy 13 trilogy, for example. When it came to PC, I know we're going off top here a little bit, but when it came to PC, the games were 720p. I don't think you could full screen them, and they were locked to 30 frames a second. It's weird that these companies just aren't doing enough fucking testing, you know, other ports. Mm-hmm. It's like they just have one computer and like, yeah, it runs fine. <laughs> they they got to try out all sorts of different configurations and rigs to make sure that it's functional, you know, across the board. But I mean, it's all about the amount of, you know, cost investment versus profit that they think they'll make off the PC. Um, yeah. But it just leaves such a bad taste in their mouth for their next game. You know, people are going to be super hesitant if, um, you know, this one as bad as it did. Like, fuck it. The like, uh, the Batman game that came out that was on oh, PC, boy. <laughs> and, and then they took it off the market and then put it back up. I think like six months later, or something like that, and it was still dog shit, dude. I remember I was talking to someone that came out and like she bought like I because the game like flopped on PC completely when it first came out. She bought it for like 20 bucks like the first day it came out and then she turned the graphics up to ultra and she's telling me like, oh, you know, I'm trying to play it at ultra settings and the textures look like shit. Turns out the highest like anything high or ultra, it wasn't there. The highest textures that were actually in the game were medium. So that's why when everybody had like super powerful rigs and they dialed everything up to 11 and the game looked like shit, it's because, yeah, the highest textures in the game are medium textures. That's crazy. But then yeah, again, that yeah. was also, I think, didn't they have like, I believe it was something like they had a dozen people working on porting that five weeks before release. Yeah, it was Come super on. last minute. They should yeah. not have released it. Mm-hmm. I um, I got it on launch, um, not because I pay for it out right but when it, with my graphics card that i bought it was like one of those promos of best buy that you get a game and so it was like between that and one more and um yeah it honestly it didn't work that bad i just told i know i'm gonna this is this is it and i'll get back on but it didn't really work that bad for me um it just every like 45 minutes i had to reboot so i mean that's not good that shouldn't happen but i'm just no. saying like <laughs> but 
So that 45 minute window was pretty much flawless. And then all of a sudden game crashes and I have to reboot. But uh, I'm just saying like it, at least I was able to play because I saw some people that were like, dude, I can't even, you know, it won't even play at all. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm just back to the point is though that like this shouldn't ever need to be a thing that, that aside, you know, a guy that's just a hobbyist needs to completely patch a game to make it even playable. That should definitely be in the developer's hands, not, you know, one guy that's creating blacklists for people. Yeah, and I really hope that someone steps up to replace him because uh, <coughs> it doesn't look like you're going to be able to get his mod uh, through Steam anymore. Oh, yeah. did they, they take it down from Steam? I believe he got banned. He he got at least it was a um, he was temporarily yeah. yeah it says before people go nuts uh, th this guy I'm not gonna say his name because uh, I just don't want to butcher it is temporarily banned for a reason if you don't insult people or break other form rules you won't be banned. Well, people just didn't like this dude. <laughs> I saw his mod still available, but it's via GitHub, um, so I don't know how you'd be like I think you'd have to actually have some knowledge in terms of like applying code without doing it just from Steam directly. You know, you'd have to like use a back route essentially of patching mm -hmm. it. But it's still like available for those that um It's on the are, internet, it's there. Yeah, exactly. It's it's out there, so Yeah. I thought that was interesting though. That's I mean, that's the first time I've really seen something quite like that, I think. Mhm. Mm but he actually did get banned from Steam, not just uh, Reddit, right? Uh, well, this wasn't. I, I'm not sure if this was on Reddit 100. It was. There were things that were posted onto Reddit here, uh, but no, it was on the Steam forums at least. He was banned. Yeah. I'm not sure if his actual right. Steam account was banned. I, I think that it was just the forums, from what I saw. Okay. But I'm not. I can't confirm. I, I'm not really positive. But it's kind of like the way people worded things. It just seemed like it was a temporary ban on the forums, more so than actually his account but i mean it's still possible that his shit got taken down if they were, people were actually able to prove that you know to steam that he was blacklisting people i'm sure that's against some kind of terms mm -hmm. yeah I, again as i said like it doesn't matter what the excuses are or anything i really doubt they're going to tolerate a mod that is specifically targeting people for whatever reason because that's what this is yeah he's trying to play the god role exactly <sighs> fun <laughs> yeah yeah Anyways, um, next topic? Yeah, it's, I think so, unless you guys have anything to add, but I feel no, like people, <laughs> we took that one and ran with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get into the next one for sure. I, I, yeah, I feel I, I feel very at ease with that previous topic. So this one, um, this is, uh, we had talked about this a little bit before, at least uh, Dan and I had discussed this, and then uh, Dev and I talked about this for the first time recently, um, but on the PlayStation Vita and PSTV or Vita TV, whatever the hell he wants to call it, um, if you're on firmware 3.6 or lower, so you update to 3.6, uh, you can install something called Hinkaku, which is essentially it's uh, the, the best thing we have for a custom firmware that allows you to run homebrew, um, access, excuse me, um, access, you know, uh, the system files and such, and you can course install homebrew but now there's also ways you can install games dlc all that fun stuff you can also spoof onto psn so since you're on lower firmware you can actually spoof on there and it has a ton of extra support um i think uh adrenaline there's the 
uh, Adrenaline is a uh, way you can access the PSP emulator on there. Um, there's cheating options and such, at least on the PSP side. Uh, there's a ton that you can do with it. Uh, the only caveat to it is normally uh, the process is you go to hinkaku.xyz on your Vita, you end up uh, saying install right here, and then it downloads, it runs an exploit, downloads all the files, uh, installs a package file for you, and then at that point uh, you're able to uh, access Hinkaku. You have a you know modified uh, Vita. It's essentially a um, it's a tethered mod, so to speak. Uh, because if you put your Vita into sleep mode or rest mode, uh, it will be fine. It will still run. Uh, but every time you hard reset your Vita, so if you fully power it down and you turn it back on, you have to go to the Hinkaku website. You have to pretty much open up the bubble, hit install, and then it runs the exploit again, and then you're good at that point. Uh, well, now there is something that is going to be coming out. It's slated for release uh, July 29th of this year. Uh, so we might be talking about it in another few months. But it is called Hinkaku Inso, which in short is Hinkaku on boot. So that whole process where I said you have to go online, you have to um, do that every single time. This is going to be to the point now where if you have this enabled on your Vita, you turn on your Vita off cold boot and it's in Hinkaku mode. That's it. Yeah, it sounds uh, really similar to some of that stuff that we saw with the 3DS not too long ago. Um, when we got ARM9 loader hacks, that was kind of the similar transition of uh, being able to boot into the homebrew enabled environment, you know, right off the bat. So I don't have a PSV to myself, but some really exciting news for people who do have one. Yeah, I don't have, <clears throat> I had a, a PlayStation TV that I had it installed on at one point and then I got rid of that. So I don't have it either. I, I really like, I know about this from just me and Mr. Mario's talks back and forth, but I don't, have hands-on experience with it but i mean that sounds really awesome to not have to do that every time because that sounds pretty damn inconvenient i mean i'm sure it's not that big of a deal to have to do that but i mean if you don't have to and it's a permanent essentially i guess it'd be a custom firmware right i mean uh it's it's the close thing we have to it um i guess in a way it's just kind of a patch on there it, it, it's a way that i guess the best i could say is it just you know, allows you to access third-party things and such, and um, allows you to do mostly whatever you want with your device. I don't know if it's a custom firmware per se, because there's nothing that you really flash over. Gotcha. I suppose it could be something a bit more similar to menu hacks on the 3DS, where the actual, like, one of the themes was exploited. So when it boots and loads the theme, the exploit runs, and you boot into your environment. So maybe it's something similar. I don't think we know too much about it yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, Hinkaku, we, we know quite a bit about it. I'm just uh, admittedly a little bit uh, ignorant on it, so to speak. Um, but no, we just uh, we know with Enzo, at least, we're going to have uh, cold booting on there, which will be really nice. Uh, the, only, the only caveat on that, though, um, is... Uh, right now, they're doing beta testing. So uh, this is kind of something for everyone on here. Um, if you're wanting to beta test this, just listen to me. If you're wanting to beta test this, I mean, it would absolutely help them. There's a form you can fill out. However, from what I understand, there is a bug within. This is why they're wanting beta testers. They're pretty much saying, are you absolutely sure if this thing bricks your device, you're 100% okay with it being bricked? Uh, because there's an issue where... Um, just randomly at times, I think it might be either when it boots up Enzo or when it's installing it, uh, the device is just brick. 
and they've bricked several Vitas right now at this point, and they're just like, yeah, we we don't we don't have the disposable funds to keep doing this, so that's why maybe if there's somebody out there who has like 20 Vitas, uh, if we can have them test them, that that'd be great. Hmm. Where uh, where is it talking about that? Is because on their website it says for, like more information go here, but their website literally just has the date and that video. Right. Right. Is this, no, is it's over on. No, it's on Wolo's site. So okay. it, there's even um, there's an article, and I'll have it linked. I'll actually I'll, I'll be sure to link it in the video description if this is on YouTube, which it will be, and um, I'll actually put it onto um, was I'll put it in the chat there as well too. Uh, but yeah, no, there's a sign up right there, and um, they talk about it and discuss it there as well too. So gotcha. I think yeah. also if it if it's not well, it's not if it's not fully discussed there. Um, I've also seen. Uh, Ethan Liu, I believe that's how I say it. Uh, he's talked about this on Twitter a decent amount. Do you have any idea if there's a way that you can flash the internal memory similar to how you could do it uh, like a, a NAND mod on a 3DS? So there definitely is for sure. Um, I don't know if it's completely public or not. I really don't know. Um, with anything, there should be. Um, right now, publicly, I know there isn't. Um, but then there were some people I actually saw a conversation that he was having with another person where uh, they said, hey, I have a way of reflashing. They, they pretty much said they were able to reflash their system. Um, they had like a hardware mod on it or something. Uh, but he was saying that this is specifically MS0 that it ends up bricking. And he said, you know, right now at this point, there's no way to recover that. So this ends up bricking your MS0. This results in a 100% brick. Like even if you have the hardware to reflash it, at least the current existing hardware, um, you, you won't be able to unbrick it. Yeah, I'm reading the comments right now. And some guy was saying that he has a backup of his NAND, but that uh, they're saying that even hard mods won't, uh, won't save you. Which that is terrifying. That's actually pretty yeah. terrifying. The comments are pretty like trolly and funny, which you expect kind of from modding forums and stuff. But a lot of people are just kind of like, like literally the first comment says, just waiting on my confirmation. Thanks for your post. Then the next guy says in response, just waiting for your break. Good luck. <laughs> Man, yeah, so. I don't know how many PS Vitas you'd have to flash to feel comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, at what rate are these breaking at? And yeah, I'd want to know more. They said it's man. random, is the thing too. That's uh, well. I mean, I just hope I, that they're at least doing something to make it so that's not the case. You know. Well, that's why they're having this open beta, where they're just like, we are trying to find people who are willing to absolutely risk their Vita being a hundred percent bricked uh, for the sake of making this not a brickable, you know, not a brickable software. Yeah. Shitty. That's pretty intense. I really hope they can meet their deadline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think um, was it this kind of reminds me of uh, I know Devin, you were we we've talked about this. We we go back with the PSP days and stuff, but um, this definitely reminds me of, like when some custom firmwares are coming out where uh, some developers. I remember like there was one. It was like maybe three point six or something. Um, Dark Alex was working on a custom firmware, and he had said that he had bricked uh, four PSPs in the process trying to not work on the custom firmware, but work on a downgrader. Oh, I don't remember in particular, but. I tell you what, I was definitely a naive kid with most of that. I It was nerve-wracking, but I usually took the plunge regardless. I was super nervous the first few times I did, and then after I got the Pandora battery, I'm like, I would I would brick my PSP on purpose just for fun. I'm like, yeah, I can recover that. It takes three minutes. Yeah, I definitely uh, bricked a couple PSPs and used my warranty at Best Buy to 
did a couple <laughs> new ones a few nice. times. <laughs> I still have never done a permanent brick on a PSP. I mean, well, per permanent isn't something that I can't recover without the use of the Pandora battery. I even offer that for some people too, because it was um, uh, there's like a few people I knew of, and just like at different times, they're like, "Oh yeah, I tried to install this custom firmware, tried to install this thing, and my PSP just doesn't turn on anymore." I'm like, "Oh, I know how to fix that. Give me about five minutes." That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was it was a good service for the community that I provided. That was middle school or high school. Uh, middle school was definitely the height of it for me. Um, and then high school, like kind of here and there, like occasionally, like maybe once or twice a year, somebody would be like, Hey, I heard you're good with PSPs. I'm like, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm the guy. <laughs> Start pulling batteries out of your pocket and memory cards. Like, what do you need? Exactly. It's fucking trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. Yeah. No, I, I remember there was actually uh, one dude. Um, he, he was one of my really good friends. And this is in like ninth grade. Um, this dude from Korea, and he knew about. He was like one of the few people I met who knew about custom firmware and modding and all that other fun stuff. And he had like tested me as well too because he needed his PSP modded. He's like, no, I had to update my PSP from one point five because I want to play this game. He's like, dude, you could use custom firmware. So I remember he just like drilled me with questions for like five minutes about like all these different firmware things just trying to get me to essentially like prove i knew what i was talking about and when he saw that he's like can you like can you do this mod for me and i'm like yeah dude sure just like buy lunch for me or something <laughs> fair deal yeah. yep yep i remember it was, it was funny too because we had to um at, at the time i remember it was something like his um i i don't think no he i was gonna take it home with me but his mom would always check to see that his PSP is with him before and after school. So he couldn't do that just because she didn't want it to get stolen. So like during lunchtime, he ended up paying me for this. And then we went into the bathroom and I was in the bathroom stall on un bricking, not unbricking, but installing custom firmware on the system. That is so sketchy. <laughs> yeah, slightly sketchy. He was a cool dude. And then like a few nights later, I remember he, he wanted to get on 1.5 and this would be like the last try I have with this. And he calls me like yelling. He's like, Danny, you broke my system. I was like, no, I didn't. What did I do? He's like, no, I tried to download 1.5. So I copied all the files to the flash and now it doesn't work. I'm like, that's, that, no, no, that's not how it works. No, you're right that it's broken. I mean, I'll fix it for you, but like, damn, it's not my fault. Wait, what did he do again? Is he trying to update it? Like, like so the... he was on like firmware, like custom firmware three point something, and he wanted to get on firmware one point five for whatever reason. So his logic for downgrading was: I'll extract all the one point five files, hook up my PSP like through USB so I could access the flash, and copy and paste all the files directly onto the flash. Oh. That sounds terrible. Yeah, which people, that's not how it works. I know, like logically, it sounds like it should work like that, but that's not how it works. It's yeah. funny when you. Uh kind of deal with newbie people or people that don't really understand how things work too much and mm -hmm. and because from like like a non maybe involved person with modding and stuff that does kind of make sense it does I, I, i've done shit too like uh i don't know i think it was with the dvd like with this burning something back in the day or something like that and it made sense to me. I was like, this has to work. It'll work. And then it just totally didn't work. It's just, I'm like, it, wrong. The formatting was off or something like that. But yeah, it, it, it does make sense. But if only it were that easy. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's kind of what started my inkling for um, modding too. Because I remember like when I was really young uh, at one point, I wanted to see, excuse me, I wanted to see if I could 
because I knew, you know, audio CDs, you could copy them and it was fine. And I wanted to try it with a PlayStation. So logically, I popped in a game into my uncle's computer, copy and pasted all the files to a folder, copied and pasted those onto a CD, burned it, put it in my PS2, and yeah. it didn't work. Totally and I sat that. there and I was like, well, why doesn't it work? Because yeah. the files are the same. And then I played awesome. a game or something, I don't know. But like that was just like the law. I mean, the logic seems to be there. Like I understand the logic, but I'm like, no, no, there's there's more that goes into it. Yeah. I think it's funny that you actually instinctively tried to do that when you were a kid. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it seems logical though, Devin. It's like you take the files from here, you put it on here. It should work because it's the same thing. Why doesn't it work? No, I understand. I totally get you, but I think it's funny. You're like, how old? I'm sure. I don't. I don't even know. But you're like, might have been like eight or nine. Copying files. This is. I, sh I should do this. Copying CDs. But no, exactly. it's funny. Um, no, yeah, I can totally understand. It was a very interesting thing when I started learning about all that. It, that's definitely what got me interested. You know, much more into the whole scene and everything, and mm -hmm. into like development in general, really. Right. Always a fun time. I never got into the development side of things, unfortunately. You still can. I still can, but I just my, my drive's not there for that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I've got like a I, I've had always a little bit of interest, but then I'll take like a tiny little course on programming and remind myself why I'm not that interested. <laughs> I've yeah, done, no, like, that, and that's what that's what Devin does for a living. So like Devin, props to you. What uh, yeah. What language do you use in your day job? Uh, mainly Java. Yeah, I'm more of a back-end person, so Java is the main thing that I code in, and it's, for the most part, my preferred language, too. Okay. But I, oh, um, uh, I was just saying that I've been, like, looking around. I totally ran it real quick, but I'm looking around because I'm going back to school for my four-year, and um, mechanical... Thank you very much. Uh, mechanical or electrical engineering is what I wanted to do. Um, just because that's what I kind of have a knack for. But my GPA sucks ass. And so after meeting with Cal States that don't want me, um, the one Cal State that's actually local, meaning that they give you kind of like a local's GPA so it's actually attainable for me, um, they don't offer my program. They only offer computer uh, science engineering, um, which is definitely more programming than like mechanical or electrical engineering. So there's a chance that if nothing else lines up, then I'll actually be doing some programming for my bachelor's. So we'll see. It might be better if I have an actual structured classroom. I've only done so far, I mean, like, you know, some YouTube videos and stuff like that. But I don't know. I'm more of a hands-on guy with in terms of, like, um, I feel like I do better with CAD design um, and things more on the uh, visual front versus the back end just i'm too much of a tweaker i feel to to mess with code <laughs> I, I, no, i'm serious i just don't have the patience i feel like it's so much input and i see so little output while with something that's actually like you know physical like a model or something like that i can see it i can touch it essentially the whole time i'm working on it that, i don't know I, I just that's how for me it's been in terms of my coding experience at least yeah, no, I can totally understand, uh, and I understand that certain people are just going to be way more interested in it, because when I first started, I started on the PSP, which is probably not something you should do. You probably should start learning how to code on the computer, and then do something harder, like 
a PSP or a mobile device. Learn your basics first, but I was just reading stuff on forums, and um, it took forever to get anything working because I had no idea what I was doing. And I finally accidentally printed a word. And it like I tried to print it one time, and it ended up printing across the entire screen. <laughs> it wouldn't stop until the memory was overloaded. But I thought it was the most fantastic thing after like six hours. I was just like, I did something. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, right. So I like ever since then I've had that like knack and you know, I don't do nearly as much of my free time as I would like to anymore, uh, being my day job, but I dude, I I love it. I, I would love to teach people too more about it. Cool. That's awesome, man. How how long have you been doing it for an actual uh you know, day job or career? Day job, uh let's see, I mean as soon as I turned twenty one, so almost three years. And then um, I released a couple apps in the Apple App Store. I was about 16 to 17 that made a little bit of money, but it wasn't anything too crazy. So it supplemented my Taco Bell job fairly well. Nice. So, you nice. know, <laughs> it worked out. That was actually a, a, a very much so pushing factor with me getting into Xbox modding uh, as heavily as I did was I was working at McDonald's, man. And on the side, I was modding Xboxes and selling them and repairing them. And so as I saw the money coming in from the Xboxes, I was like, man, if I do this more, I, I could work less at McDonald's and maybe even quit my job. So uh, it's always nice getting some side, side income coming in from something that you actually enjoy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Multiple revenue streams. Yeah, for sure. That's the key. Uh, cool. Thanks for sharing. I, I didn't really. I know Mr. Mario knows a bit more about you, so it's kind of just yeah, just a little clear. bit more. I mean, he's in my apartment, but you know, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like it's my fucking neighbor. But <laughs> cheers, uh, cheers. Oh man. So uh, should we get talking about this uh, next topic here? Absolutely. So for nobody's asses yet. Nobody's asses yet, which has been unbelievable. But we actually have some Xbox One things to talk about. Oh wait! Did we skip over one? I think we did. Oh, we did. Okay, okay. Sorry. sorry. No, I went. I We're gonna come back to it. We're gonna come back to it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but no, Daniel. I mean, how, how often is it that people ask about Xbox One stuff? Uh, uh we have like a recording machine that we uh, we forward them to when they ask. You know, it's, not available it, at this time. If you leave a message, we'll get back to you in a year. You know. I I mean, it's become a meme at this point. Almost, it's the yeah. first meme of Mudjet. So, yeah. no, I was going to uh, screenshot, well, show this right here to kind of share my screen, but uh, I believe uh, 8-Bit Bang on Twitter, he had uh, ended up uh, telling me about this because I asked for some recommendations on Mod Chat. I didn't even know anything about this, but if you go to GBA Temp, uh, there's actually a pretty extensive, this guy right here, or Wired24, uh, um, he has been, as you can see, really heading the Xbox One tutorial section on here. And uh, there is some homebrew that you can run on the Xbox One. Now, before anyone gets super, super excited or anything, um, I mean, you could try this at home and all that, but it's not as lavish as your thing is like modifying games, going online, anything like that. Um, we're going to have links for this down in the video description and such too. Uh, but in short, you know, there's plenty of guides that are available on here. And uh, really, so 
Short thing is, you have to convert your Xbox One into dev mode, uh, and then you're able to, you know, sideload homebrew and all that stuff. Uh, you can't go onto Xbox Live with it. You can't, you know, um, be talking with your friends such that it's a different environment. It's your own sandbox. Uh, and the biggest thing is, as well, too, uh, your games will not work in dev mode. So every time you want to play a game, like, you know, any game you own, let's say, like, Halo 5 or something, you have to push your Xbox back into retail mode. Because dev games don't work on retail, and retail games don't work on dev. Do you lose it? Do you know if you, like, it? does it do a complete reformatting of everything? Uh, from what I see, I don't think it does a complete reformat on it. Um, so it's still fine. You can switch back and forth. But uh, cool. what you can okay. do is you can end up, uh, for it's 20 bucks. So, you know, for our people across, across the pond, 16 pounds or $20 to uh, activate your console. And it even says right here, you know, if you have a student email, you can do that for free through uh, the Microsoft Imagine program. But if you pay, if you go through this, uh, you could do this, we, you could pretty much have up to three people doing this, so up to three consoles um, if you want. Um, I'm not gonna bore you all with the guide on there because that's essentially just you know paying the money, making the membership, converting your Xbox into a dev station right there. But there's several things right here. Like for example, there's a decent amount of emulators. So there's a PS1 emulator, there's a PSP emulator, there's a Game Boy Advance emulator. How well these work? Uh, you know, it kind of says right here, so for example, the PS1 emulators, it needs further testing. Uh, the PSP emulator says easy to install, runs fast, and apparently works well with many games on there. Um, but when it comes to uh, some more development and such, uh, we also have, I believe there's one homebrew game you can load over. And uh, then there's this Project Pegasus that uh, Wire24 has been working on where it's just a easier way and just a client for Windows where you can easily download and sideload all of these games and such. Does it does that work via FTP or how does that function? Uh, well, you would be wor- you'd hook it up if, if it's a regular dev kit. Um, you'd be hooking it up uh, just to your network. So as long as it's on your network, you could transfer everything back and forth. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, awesome. It doesn't look like it's not. It doesn't really have a UI. It's just command line. It looks like, but I mean, exactly. it's still it's still really nice. Though, like, it's, I mean, you can't you can't complain, dude. You know, it, it's it's this guy. Like again, he did it on his own, and so I mean, absolutely. it's, it's, nice it's an easier way of doing that. Place. I mean, look, we we already have you know one homebrew game on there and such, which is really awesome. Again, like this, even though this is exciting, at the same time, it's pretty cut and dry because it's like, well. You register your Xbox as a dev system, you convert it over to a dev system, and then at that point, you know, you you have the opportunity to load over your homebrew stuff, like that's going to be expected of a development console. Right, so I kind of want to know, like, is there really any exploit going on here? I mean, There's is there no- anything... And that's the big thing I want to talk about here. There's no exploits on this. This is just something that, so, you know, it's really picking up traction. And, you know, there's actual documentation on here for you to play around with. So, I mean, if so, you have an Xbox One, nothing's really going on with it. You got to spare 20 bucks. I'd recommend giving this a shot. I actually want to try this at one point. Did one member of the community just have, like, an epiphany? Like, I think I mean, everybody could just be, be a developer. If it's only it 20 might, bucks, like, it might be that. You use combined a with standard the SDK or something. So I think it's that. It's a member of the community who just decided, hey, I should write stuff about this, which, again, Weird24 is probably this guy, combined with the fact that I don't think this like $20 option was available at launch. Um, this is still quite new. I think this opened up quite a bit more, especially when UWP was brought over. Okay. What is UWP? Universal Windows Program. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so do, do, do you know much about it? I've heard about it. I don't know too much, but I've definitely heard about it. I get kind uh, of the general idea. Yeah, it, in short, it's essentially you write for one program and you you write for one platform and it scales. And that means you know fun. anything that's yeah, that means anything UWP compatible, it will scale to. So, um, for example, if you write an emulator for uh, this, doesn't mean it's going to get on there. Of course, we've seen it because we've seen emulators getting taken off the marketplace or get declined. But if you have oh, I hear a dog. Um, if you have an emulator that you write under UWP, that will work in Windows 10. It will work on you know, Windows Phone 10. It will work on the Xbox One. It will work on any UWP environment, and it will just scale to the specs. Okay. Interesting. So these were not new emulators made specifically for the Xbox One. They were just... Ported? Maybe. Yeah, maybe or ported like or even recompiled. I, I believe so. I think there there might be some things that have been changed on there, but yeah, no, for the most part, this is nothing that is like super crazy Xbox One specific, at least from what I know. People can correct me on that. Maybe the indie game is at least so. Yeah. But even It'll... so, I mean, just, just looking at that as well too, I, uh, I if that's on, you know, UWP or if it's on Xbox One, um, I'm sure there'd be options available for you to play it on other platforms. Yeah. It looks cool. It says it's a 2D Zelda clone, and that little screenshot yeah. or whatever, it looks just like classic Zelda. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think I'll be, uh, I'll probably dust off my Xbox One here and uh, give these a shot, because I'm, I'm not using the damn thing. It's a nice paperweight. It is, it is. Yeah. It, it, your... looks, it looks pretty. Yeah, pretty, it's fucking big. Do you still have, do you have the OG or like the S? Uh, oh, no, I got, I got the OG. OG... Yeah. How much do those things run these days? I haven't bought any of this current generation of consoles. A, uh, an Xbox One? Yeah, I guess aside from the Switch. Uh, you could, I think an Xbox One, honestly, you can... People are just, like, even the OG models, I mean, if you're going used, you can get them for, like, less than 150 bucks. Hmm. Yeah. Brandy, this becomes think... a really good emulation machine. That would be worth it. Absolutely, yeah. No, this is this looks like it'd be just something uh, fun to play around with. And then as for um, the Xbox One S, I think you can get them for about two fifty, three hundred bucks, something like that. They retail for three hundred, but yeah, that, that's what I know in there. I haven't priced them recently, but I just know when I work on Cra uh, when I look on Craigslist, people are just like they are they they can't get rid of them. They're selling for like one hundred twenty five, one hundred fifty bucks, and they can't get rid of them. Yeah, if you go on Craigslist, you could find them for like next to nothing. Mm -hmm. It's just there's too many people trying to get rid of them and not enough people trying to buy them. Exactly. Wow. Is the PlayStation that much more dominant right now, or is there another reason? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 110%. My, my buddy that I live with, uh, he he's like, dude, I hate my Xbox. <laughs> he's got his PlayStation 4, and, like, I mean, there's literally no fucking exclusives that make it where he wants to, you know, play something on it because they pretty much all port to pc at one point or another and so and most I, of the jrpg stuff is on playstation so that's i just... think i've heard this several times and i definitely believe in this um if you are not interested in pc gaming at all the xbox one is a good system for those games but i myself where um one i i actually i haven't even really been as interested in the xbox and no excuse me because xbox really doesn't have exclusives anymore i haven't really been as interested in the microsoft exclusives um in the past like year or so 
Um, so the PS4 exclusives have definitely appealed to me much more. Uh, but then even so, if there's something I really want to play on Xbox One or just on a Microsoft platform and it's exclusive there, uh, I have a pretty good PC that I can run it on. So then for me, it just there's not really much of a motivation. The only really motivating factor is it's like, okay, uh, I feel like just sitting on my couch being lazy playing this and I don't really care all that much about the resolution of the graphical fidelity and if the frame rate drops a bit, I don't care all that much. Dude, games are so much cheaper on PC, it is unreal. I know. They I drop know. in price instantly and then on fucking G2A, you can get it for half price in like two weeks after launch. It's stupid, man. I just, I don't know. Dude, yeah, maybe the initial investment is more expensive, but, and, and, and I understand how people, they see the mouse and keyboard because I always saw it like, I always thought PC gaming was for like straight up fucking like nerds and like really geeky people and shit. And <laughs> oh, then I you found were out, fish. And then yeah, and then I found out that I'm a nerd and I'm a geeky person and that PC is fucking master race. And once you get used to a keyboard and mouse, like it's just like it's so intimate, dude. Like sitting right here on your fucking computer and playing, man. Don't get me wrong, I still like console. It's got a time and a place, but it's just like overall, if someone was like gunned to my head and was like, okay, no, 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 not gunned to my head, gunned to a console and gunned to my done to my pc and i had to pick one dude it's not even a question bro <laughs> you know yeah absolutely and i have to say as far as like the consoles go i have been tempted to you know i, I have a pc and i have a switch because you can't build a switch uh, and then the only other, yeah i love it yeah. but the only other console i've thought about is the ps4 and that's basically because of the new kingdom hearts game Yes. Word. Is it, <laughs> wait, is it, it doesn't. Do they do they officially uh, put a release date on it? Not no. three, but okay. they did re do the re-release of. Like, yeah, right, so you can get them all now. Yeah, yeah no, right yeah. right now you can get every single Kingdom Hearts game on PS4. God, like yeah, just yeah, all of them are all there. So that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. and and they, they play really well too. They're beautiful. Um. No, I, I'll say, for me at least, um, so the, I'll just make the last comments on the PC versus console type thing on here. Um, honestly, like I, even though I don't, I do prefer playing on consoles, admittedly. Um, I think my harsh is there for whatever reason. Um, like I have a banging ass PC, don't get me wrong, but I haven't really gamed on it all too much. Um, and the thing is, it's like I'm, I'm cool with PC. I have nothing against it. It's just my preference seems to be on consoles, and I think that's fair. Uh, but I used to be so ignorant that like, when I was younger, like high school and even like early college, like my first year of college, there were two things I would say about PCs. One of them was, I, again, disclaimer, I don't think like this anymore, but this is how ignorant I used to be. One of them was I like just buying a console, popping in a game, and playing it. I don't want to pay two or $300 for new hardware every time a new game comes out. The other thing I used to say was, with a PC, I can't just sit back and relax on my couch and play a game. I have to be at a desk, which both of those are complete fallacies. That was just me being, you know, an ignorant, you know, younger teenager. But the thing is, well, too, even the people I argued this to, they weren't as knowledgeable because even if they played on PC, they never refuted those facts with me. Facts, excuse me, in quotes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you 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 was wrong. <laughs> oh, I was dead wrong. I was dead ass wrong. Yeah, and plus the thing is too that people don't take into consideration is like, okay, let's say even if a fucking console you were to pay three hundred dollars, and for a PC, let's say to get you up and going with what you'd need, you're talking five hundred dollars. Well, dude, a PC isn't just a gaming console; it's a fucking tool, dude. 
it's it's so much more you know it's a connecting you with the whole the whole uh community of your friends and shit if you're into social media and i mean also just typing documents programming if you're a programmer it's just there's so many things you can do with it dude while like a console is like netflix and chill or play some video games and there's nothing wrong with that either but i'm just saying when people throw the like price tag thing out there it's absurd and the constantly having to update your hardware is if only you play every single latest game that comes out and you have to fucking ultra every single one otherwise dude you're good for some years as long as you get a decent card you know it, those are some some really big myths with console people and a lot of them are extremely ignorant in that sense where yeah. that's they truly they've heard that from whatever you know oh pcs are so fucking expensive and you know it's, it's bullshit because, it's because the initial cost the initial cost to entry it's like for example like you know i can get an xbox one right now brand new 300 bucks right it's not bad i can get a, a switch brand new 300 bucks if i can find one which they're easier to find out at this point um my pc for example like i i have a beast of a pc it cost me 2100 dollars overall and i had to build it and all that stuff people might be afraid of building it and doing everything else and getting into the nitty-gritty there and also that price tag 2100 comes out um you don't have to spend that much at all like this i i have my own reason for spending all that money on there getting the certain parts that was still overkill admittedly you don't have to spend that much you can as you said do game like excellent gaming on a 500 pc yeah. just a couple hundred dollars more than a console that's out right now and then you're going to get your games for a lot cheaper i just built yeah. uh my best friend's wife's brother his first gaming pc and he was on a budget of about <clears throat> 450 bucks and we we were able to do it and it was pretty easy to do it actually and um it's just running flawless dude and he'll be good again is he gonna play like the latest fucking crazy ass game on the new engine and ultra settings maybe not but then again it's like you don't really need you to, to enjoy it i mean unless you're one of those guys like i i'm more than happy with playing most games on medium or high settings it doesn't really phase me dude it's fine you still get the you, you know you still get it it's like again like if you've got like the six figure job and you want to fucking have like the next it's you know the next newest thing every every year then go for it but otherwise you don't need that at all man 500 bucks is more than enough to play most of the games that people play on pc which most of the games people play on pc fall into like six fucking games dude like go on twitch look at the top games and see how many people play those six games that's the, like that's the majority of oh. at least competitive pc gaming right there and, and i guarantee some of the games you're talking about i'm thinking like dota lol uh, csgo oh, yep. uh what's the overwatch right now those games yeah. are so well optimized they can run on a potato yep exactly yeah. none of those need dude you can run dota 2 csgo and lol on on a fucking four hundred dollar three three hundred dollar i know people that play them on laptops dude granted yeah. they're not the greatest but yeah easily dude and again some people just play those games so it really just depends on what kind of a play style you know you pl not play style but what kind of a gamer you are and if you have to have the latest greatest and what games do you foresee yourself playing you really gotta ask yourself like what do i think i'll be playing on pc and kind of go with go with that because like this guy too he plays like h1z1 arc and like, like those kind of games those don't need really high spec either they're they're kind of mid you know mid-range i guess so why did we get yeah. on this topic <laughs> just um, where did this start how did we, I think we got on the pricing of consoles like how much they were and then we talked about pcs or something
Oh, okay, because we were talking about Xboxes and then emulators, and you asked about the price of Xbox Ones currently, and then that took us on this whole hiatus. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a rant. No, it's fine. I just, all of a sudden, it hit me, and I'm like, wait, we didn't have a topic on PCs versus Xbox, or like, you know, like console versus PC. <laughs> it, it just, I just want to know how far, like, because normally I'm the one that, like, throws off our topic. I just start talking about some bullshit. <laughs> now, we could kind of segue. Uh, your other point, your other naive point was that you couldn't play uh, consoles from your couch. Um, and those options are getting better and better, whether it's a smaller console that you can put in your home entertainment system or streaming options. I know, I believe NVIDIA has an option. Steam has an option. So we're getting more and more of these. Absolutely. Is it, is it what, what is uh, NVIDIA called? It's not Shadowplay, right? It's different than Shadowplay. Uh, it's not Shadowplay. I don't remember what it's called right now because I haven't. Is it like, it's not Shareplay. It's it's something. Okay. I'm not sure, to be honest. I've been confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But speaking of that on there, thank you for that segue as well. Uh, you know, this is this is playing a bunch of video in uh, HTML5 and stuff, so it's going to look horrible on here. But uh, this is actually requested on my uh, Discord, so just kind of shameless plug here. But uh, I have a Discord for my channel, and we have a uh, mod chat um, chat room on there where I'm just like, hey, if you have any topics you want us to cover on mod chat, kind of throw them out here, and we might cover them. And uh, this is actually one of them that was requested. It is Rainway which there's not too much information on here, at least. It says it's just coming soon. But uh, this allows you to easily stream games from your PC to different devices, uh, whether it might be you know a mobile phone of some kind. Or uh, the biggest thing is this is actually coming to the Switch. Supposedly. It's supposedly? Hopefully. It's hopefully. Well, hopefully. Well, I mean, I think the big thing is right now, this is going to have to be in the uh, Switch's eShop. And, I mean, we're assuming that Nintendo is going to allow something like this. You know, I sure hope so. But, you know, this is going to be, I guess, really telling, too, of what kind of stuff they're going to allow in their community and in their shop. Mm -hmm. How do we know Rainway is not, like, how do we know it's legit? They don't have any, like, I, I mean, other than some... If you game check out the YouTube channel, I think there might have been some demos on it or something. I, I know it's at least been proven. It says this channel has no videos. Oh, okay. Well, great. Now I just look like... It sounds good, but I don't see anyone that's like actually showing... There's like, a big troll on there. We don't know yet. Um, it's it, it wouldn't be too far-fetched, dude. And they even have a GitHub in their, in their little links at the bottom, but they have no public repositories, which I don't know if that means that when it releases, they're going to be open sourcing something because that could be really interesting too. Mm -hmm. Could be. Well, it does show like on their Twitter, we just broke over seventy five thousand beta signups and stuff. So I don't know. It's just interesting that there's not even like. Everybody started tweeting about it. We even found a background. I don't know. I just I think there'd be like a little more proof of concept or something. I mean, you were saying that it definitely depends on if Nintendo's going to allow it and such, and I'll say this, I found this, Twitter's my source on here, but if you want to see what Nintendo is allowing, it's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair, I guess. They're not allowing very much at all. What? They're not allowing very much at all. Oh no, I'm I'm saying I mean look at the screen. Oh, uh -huh. <laughs> ah. literal ass. Yeah. 
Kimishima is definitely an ass guy from what I see. <laughs> I ain't mad. <laughs> well, I sure hope so, man. I mean, they've had some more indie stuff coming out, but this is also more like a utility kind this of. This is a utility. It's not directly a game, so. So, I don't know. We'll see. But that would be sweet. I mean, the Switch is already a great console. If I could have the same luxury of lounging around in my apartment and play PC games, I think I would actually play them a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've been enjoying the Switch. I doubt you'll be able to play remotely, obviously, but, you know, being able to downscale your game to 720p on the screen would be pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, the Switch, the Switch's screen looks great too. So when people are complaining about 720p, I'm like, it "Looks fine. looks great." Honestly, it looks. If you're looking at the screen, it looks great to me. My phone only plays 720p. That one that I bought, that's like a Amazon whatever one, and that's yeah. very nice. It looks really <laughs> on such a small. I mean, on a smaller screen compared to something blown up, it's pretty hard. I feel like to tell. I mean, I'm sure there's a difference. Don't get me wrong. It's 720 versus 1080, but it looks good. Like, there's no denying that it looks good. Well, and just to, like, my naked eye, when I dock my Switch and I play on my TV, it's not like I go, whoa, I should play on the TV all the time. This looks so much better. It yeah. really, I mean, it kind of, I think, helps with the Switch's, you know, main proposition is that it's a seamless transition. So I think it's a good thing, too. But, like, I don't know. I don't really... Th- feel like there's a huge difference when you downscale it to 720p at even like a six inch screen i think it is it still looks really good your eyes can only pick up so, so much, much detail yeah mm-hmm. have they released any any other good titles on the switch since launch or not really it's still pretty much Zelda Mario Kart 8, yeah. uh, deluxe oh cool yeah which i have i i, I won't uh, i won't bring this up on watch out here but i do have a topic in regards to that um in in short it's just nintendo has a golden opportunity to re-release a bunch of wii u exclusives on switch and make new games for it right i pl- i talked to so many people who uh played on my switch like especially at work who had talked about how they wanted to play mario kart but they didn't want to buy a wii u and now that they see the switch they're like okay yeah i'll definitely get that Mario Kart no 8 one, is a brand new game to a lot of people. Right. No one is like, that's an old game. They're like, no, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess we, uh, we, it looks like we have a uh, kind of segue here a bit. We have uh, two topics. One that was actually, we kind of just went all over the place with Xbox One stuff. So it's Xbox One. And uh, we have another Vita thing here before we kind of uh, wrap up with stuff that we had uh, pre-prepared. Um, but one of them, this seems to be, it started with, I'll even bring it up on my screen here. Do, 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 do. There we go. Um, so it started off with this guy. He said credit goes to hexadecimal. This was on GBA Temp as well, too. Now, kind of backtrack a little bit, let's say 20 minutes or so, and I was talking about the Xbox One stuff, and I said, you know, you can't modify your games or anything because retail stuff don't work on dev and vice versa. Uh, there's, I guess, one guy, hexadecimal, had ended up showing this. It was originally a private video, and then Corner Path just ripped the video and leaked it out. Um, and the quality is not really the best on here, admittedly, um, but I'll have the links down below and such. But this is Titanfall 2 and Halo Master Chief Collection. Uh, you know, retail games, I don't, I don't know if he got developer versions of them or if there's a type of modification. It seems to be hinted that there is some science of modding on there. Um, whether that be, you know, they took the retail version, modified it, again, not 100% sure. But it seems like on Titanfall 2, he has a working dev menu on this. 
And then on Master Chief Collection, he was able to modify the actual game itself. Um, again, though, this is private and this is from a leaked video. So there's really not a bunch of information out there. Um, really, the most extensive information we have is, yes, these are mods. These are legit. We're not going to reveal, you know, what we did. Hmm. Right. And that's pretty interesting because what you just said earlier was that if you do make it into an Xbox One dev kit, you can't play retail games. So they're either play retail games. cracking the firmware or cracking the games somehow. Mm-hmm. I'd seen uh, one YouTuber, uh, I believe uh, GameCheat13, he actually had a video where um, on Halo 2, there was a modification for Halo 2 Anniversary, he was flying around in a Pelican. Uh, I believe he had recorded the footage, and I don't know if he had the method or if it was someone else. He gave credit to someone else on there that was kind of secretive. Um, but the point is, we're at least seeing some mods for games. Very, very sparingly and rare, of course. Um, but again, I don't know if these are just people that have access to the dev builds of these games, or if these are people who are somehow able to modify the retail builds of them. Right. It is exciting, though. I remember some of my most fun times actually, you know, doing mods and stuff like that was modding Halo 2 using mm -hmm. Dot Halo. That was an amazing time. So oh, I'd love boy. to see something like that start up again. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, was there any update, you know, uh, Mario, to the whole Xbox, uh, how they were going to be trying to build back a server on the original Xbox so that way you could play Halo? Uh, I do know some stuff about that. Uh, there is a official... Uh, the thing is, I, I've talked with the guys, um, at least uh, Kiwi, I've talked with him privately on there. Um, there's some movement. All I'll say is there's some movement on there, and uh, we're... I'm going to work to have Kiwi as a guest again so that he can elaborate on it um, cool. just so I don't mess up anything. Got you. Okay. That, that's Sorry. all I'll say. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our last thing here as well, too, if we kind of want to segue into this, this uh, it's going back to the Vita right here. But um, for anybody who has – what one of the big complaints with the Vita has been um, – this specifically the Vita, uh, not the PSTV. The PSTV, if you have Hinkaku, you could actually use USB storage um, and not buy the super expensive proprietary memory sticks. Uh, but this has still been an issue with the Vita itself, where the memory sticks are quite expensive. I think a 64 gigabyte um, you know, memory stick for the Vita is well over 100 or $120. And... Yeah, it seems like that this has been development for a minute, and it's uh, it's upcoming here at least. But there is a micro SD card that is slated for release at one point. Um, it seems like here inventory will likely be stocked in major regions at some point. He also said this rich dev X um, had a proof of concept working for a while now, and will be sending the board to be manufactured when I get back from Toronto. That was on May tenth. Um, so the cool thing is, I mean, you can see the prototype here, but if we can have this solution, that would be absolutely fantastic. One uh, one guy, though, uh, down below was saying that it might be fake right there in the update. Interesting. Yeah, it was Yifan Lu, who is mm -hmm. a really well-respected uh, modder hacker in the community responsible for a, a decent it, bit of the 3DS and the PS Vita stuff. Mm -hmm. I believe he said that there was something that there would be, like, incompatibility with... Uh, You'd be using micro SD cards with the device, so right. Um, and and the thing right. is, Rich Rich Dev X is also. I mean, Ethan Liu. He's been. I, I think he's been. 
don't know if he's been around longer. I know he at least has a higher respect level, I'd say. But Rich DevX, he's been known to be legitimate as well, too. But this does bring up here, you know, um, this guy, Yifen Liu, has, has posted significant concerns about the possibility of such an adapter being real, or if it is real, questioning its usefulness. His doubts are based on former research from Vita hackers, um, in particular Motoharu, which indicates the PS Vita memory card might not be compatible with the SD protocol and or might use security that couldn't easily be bypassed with a simple adapter. Additionally, the hacker shared concerns on how articles like this one contribute to spread unverified rumors for such hacks. So take all above with a pinch of salt, I guess, while I'll go cry in a corner after this severe burn joke aside even lou makes some very compelling points and you can read his take you can read his take on reddit here so it's still a right. chance that it could be real i mean he's just saying though that it's probably pretty <laughs> unlikely because of the difficulties and you know prior prior information released on it but it doesn't say that it's not he says he's not saying like there's no way in hell he's just saying that it's you know don't get your hopes up. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Until you actually see that. I think eventually it's a possibility, but yeah, no doubt. I mean, I've seen crazier things with this kind of stuff. But also, what I'm curious about is whether that was like a picture that um, the person creating this actually posted, or was that like a concept image? I thought it was interesting uh, that it had two SD card slots. Like, what kind oh, of memory you're the one at the top. in that thing? Yeah. Saying, oh no, that was the PSP one. Oh, that was a PSP that, one? That one actually yep. exists. Uh, that one exists, and they've been around for a while. I've heard about them. I've never actually seen one in the wild. So uh, uh, I have one that I can dig up and show you, just so you could say that you've seen one in the wild. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I might have to get myself one when I uh, update my PSP that's been sitting around for a while. Absolutely. I, I think I try, I didn't try it myself, but I think I like set it up and gave it to a friend. He said that it worked, but his PSP was having some issues. Um, but they've been around for so long that they are known to work. The reliability, I can't guarantee on there, but they work. Right. Well, I really hope so. I mean, I don't know. I'm not really sure what Sony was trying to achieve with these proprietary formats. I thought they learned their lesson after like the generation of the PSP. Well, I know that they were used for cameras and stuff, and so that's kind of why they carried it over, but... Well, see, that's the thing, too. They learned their, their lesson from the PSP was that it was so easy to transfer files back and forth because the memory card, the memory card they used was it was Sony exclusive, but it was also Sony standard in a way. Um, so many people had adapters. They were able to easily transfer files and such. And also the Vita, uh, it's extremely locked down when it comes to transferring files. You cannot just hook it up. Like if you're using a stock Vita, you cannot just hook it up to your computer or plug it in or anything. One, you can't plug it, like plug the card in because it's proprietary. And two, if you just hook it up to USB, you have to use a, uh, it's like, it's not QMCA, but you have to use a actual file manager that Sony provides, and it is very convoluted and locked down. Ah, that's a shame. So yeah. they did learn their lesson, not in the way that benefits homebrewers, though. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Aside from that, I mean, that's those are the topics that I, I had to cover on there um, that we had prepared. So at this point, you know, if uh, and thank oh, you, see. <laughs> I think QCMA was the one that was uh, the open source one or the modified build. Um, but anyways, uh, on on all this, if uh, you all, you know, it's pretty much for anyone who's live in the comment section here, it's uh, open season with questions and all that. So, you know, for the next uh, 30 minutes or so, uh, we're going to be answering questions you have. So if you have any questions for us, you know, please drop them in the chat. Let us know. Um, 
I actually, while we're kind of waiting on that, I actually have a bit of a story that I could share if you guys don't mind. Go for it. So this, um, I've, you know, I've, I've met some people, like so, some people like offline, not on here, they know about my YouTube channel or, you know, they've met me through YouTube or whatever. Um, and, you know, so, like normally the place I work at, it, uh, it gets around at one point. Um, pretty much I'll talk with, um, like I'll talk with somebody who, like I tell them, hey, I have a channel. Dep I don't tell everyone, but there's some people I tell and they might bring it up in conversation around other people or whatever it is. Um, but the point is there is somebody I have, at, uh, like somebody I know at work who I'm pretty good friends with. And uh, we play games, uh, we trade off games, all that fun stuff. He modifies the systems as well too. So he's like one of the few people I could talk about with modding and such quite a bit and pretty extensively. Um, and actually helping out with some PSP, PS3 stuff here soon. Um, but what happened was he was gone for two weeks. So I didn't see him, I didn't talk to him or anything. And then he came back and I ran by his desk and I was like, hey dude, how was your trip? All this other stuff. And you know, we're talking and catching up. And he's just like, oh, hey, I found your YouTube channel. And I'm like, oh, like I wasn't surprised. I was like, oh, uh, how? Because in my head, I was just thinking, okay, which one of my coworkers was like watching a video and linked it to you. And he's like, no. So what happened was I was looking up some PS3 stuff because my cousin, he has a PS3 that's fully modded and I wanted to learn how to do it on my own. Uh, and I was looking up PS3 stuff on YouTube and I saw one of your videos. And just to be sure, because it sounded like you, but just to be sure, I watched a few more videos and I'm like, yep, that's Danny. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I don't know if that would be flattering or awkward. Um, it was it was flattering for sure. I think because of other encounters I've had and such, like I've I've had crazier encounters through YouTube and everything. So with that, I was like, oh, that's actually a very realistic way of figuring out I have a YouTube channel. But it was it was interesting. I th I thought it was interesting and funny at the same time. But yeah, no, then we talked about that for a little bit, and then he was asking me about some PS3 modding stuff because he wants to mod his own. So that'll be something fun to kind of help him out with. Nice man. I don't know. It's a small if, world. Uh, I don't know if I've known anyone really that's hit me up like finding my YouTube channel directly and then getting well, like not that I know in real life. Most of the time, it's like they ended up finding out. Like if I know you long enough, you probably know I make YouTube videos. So I don't do a whole lot. <laughs> it's like one of the things that I do do. And uh, um, for me, the most like awkward thing is like even just just the other day I was streaming and I went over to. Uh, my girlfriend's house for Mother's Day, and her mom and grandma were like, "Oh, we were watching you building your printer." This <laughs> means like I was live streaming, and she like put on me building my like three D printer on her TV for her family to watch. And I'm like, "It's a little, I don't know, man." Like for me, it's a little, a little weird. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm in my thing, it's like I'm in my zone, and like I know, like I'm talking to my chat, and like I know, I mean, these like, people that come recurringly, like I know them on a like. I don't know, so kind of like a basis, but it's just weird when people, for me, it's a little different when like people you know in your life, it, it, for me, it just feels a little more like, oh shit, you're on me, like, you know, like, what do you think? And kind of stuff like that. It's, it's the same for me as well, too, Millie, actually. I, um, like my brothers like to watch my videos and they uh, they probably won't see this one because it's you know like gonna be a two-hour podcast yeah. uh, but they like to watch my videos and they'll tell some of their friends and all that stuff and um there's this it, it's a double-edged sword because I'm, I'm one of those people where even it's weird i don't like drawing attention to myself yet i have this youtube channel where i'm live streaming and uploading videos and have 
over 37,000 subscribers, and thank you all for that. I appreciate it. Uh, but it, it's it's weird. It just feels weird and icky, like, I don't know, talking with people about it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. When they're just like, oh, yeah, I was watching you on YouTube, and I was watching this video. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. I don't yeah. – no, we're good. But yeah, no, I, even like when I was talking with my parents about it, I was like, I don't like, I just don't want my brothers telling everyone about it. My dad's like, well, it's your channel's public. I don't get it. Like your channel's public. The whole point of it is to, you know, watch y'all there. If you didn't want it, it wouldn't be public. I was like, yeah, but I don't know. This is still weird for some reason. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I got a little bit of that. I haven't really done much on YouTube at all. Just one or two very, very small videos years ago. And uh, several people at my job knew about it. And I told some of my uh, my friends and a little bit of my family. So even that was kind of like really weird and awkward. And I wouldn't like re-listen to the, the last podcast I was on for a little while. I'd be like, how, how weird did I sound? This is, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. You sound way different than you think you sound. Like hearing yourself play back, it's just, I'm like, man, like I sound like a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, after a while, you kind of sort of get used to it. But I still feel like, for me at least, I'm like the most socially unsocial person that I know. Like, I can be very social, but then I can be very like uh, non-social at the same time. Like, some people are some people are like social, and they're just very like whatever. I don't care. Like this, you know, they're just kind of outgoing with no thought. They just exist and kind of do their thing. While for me, I'm always like. I question a lot of shit. So like I'll do something, I'll be really social, and afterwards I'll kind of be like second guessing myself, like, oh, did I did I do that right? Was that the right move or did I offend anyone or something like that? So <laughs> I don't know. It, it's easier to just not care, but I, I have a hard time doing that for some reason. So I don't know. There's more good than bad with it, you know. There's more like positive feeling for sure and rewarding feeling. Otherwise I don't think that you know, Mr. Mario, or I wouldn't be continuing if I felt like the negatives outweighed the positives. Right, right. Should we get to uh, some of the questions here? It looks like a few have rolled in. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Tavin's asking here, uh, what's your guys' thought on custom Wii U themes? Well, I'm not going to lie. I got halfway done setting up my Wii U. Halfway? Um, I'm pretty sure I'm at the part where I bought the game for cold booting or not cold booting, for booting from the home screen. So I didn't ever finish. I don't know about the themes yet, so you're going to have to guide me on this one. Oh, dude, I don't know shit about the themes. <laughs> oh, man. I've Daniel, what about you? I've never used to Wii U. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, Dad, I, I'm so sorry to disappoint you. No, I, I have, I think, I just picked the default black theme. On. I'm not into theming things for whatever me reason. Me neither. I don't I theme my phones, I don't theme. theme my consoles, I don't do, like, the most extensive thing I do is I change the background on something. I used to do, when I was in, like, middle school, like, I was going crazy with my PSP and some other systems, but now I just, like, I just don't care, honestly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah I'm so sorry if that, that's, I'm sure that's a really disappointing answer from all of us, but, like, I, I look into the themes at all. Out of three of us, none of us. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm going to look at my, my phone wallpaper right now. Sure. It's it's black. <laughs> it's literally oh. just black. Wait, that's depressing. Dev. Mine. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I it blends in nice. Cool. My phone's black. The screen's black. <laughs> it works. That's extremely depressing. No, nah. I got like. Yeah. Oh, my phone's dead. <laughs> so that's not gonna work. 
Yeah, mine's mine's default too. When I uh, boot it on, it's literally just got their default wallpaper. It's like it's like an animated chick doing yoga or something like that. No, I got I got like some vaporwave thing I changed on mine right there. Like just that, oh, just like some depressing nice. nowhere type thing. And then the background, <laughs> like when I unlock it, it's just all you know. Vaporwave. It's still it's still pretty like nonchalant. You know, it's not it's not too wild. Yeah. Right. I mean, seriously, like even okay, this is I I, I do enjoy this, but like. Look at this for like I, I enjoy this because this is like you know a few of my favorite things. It's you know happiness, rainbows, vomiting, and a fox. That's a rare find though. That's like exactly. a gem of a wallpaper. Exactly, it really is. I I am very proud of having this wallpaper right here. And my wallpaper is default. <laughs> it's the Windows default wallpaper, man. <laughs> oh God, that's 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 depressing too. It wasn't always that way, but I mean, I just after the last time, I think Christmas is when I built you know, all the upgrades and stuff. And after that, I was like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Dude, it's never on the home screen. I've always got 10 tabs open and like three games running here. <laughs> so it's, I don't know, man. For me, I whatever. actually, um, when I think my laptop's uh, background wasn't synced up on there, I actually had questions for my brothers. They're like, Danny, why why don't you have the fox throwing up on there? <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll add it later. They're like, Danny, but the fox that throws up, it's not on there. It's like a <laughs> They were Dude. really concerned. Dude, when, you, when you get close to your mic, you sound like you're on a late night radio show. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. It doesn't sound bad. Like for some reason, it doesn't sound like how like when you're playing a video game and someone tries to like troll it, and it just sounds clear. Well, also like, see, I, ch I I brought my voice down. Like this is my normal talking voice. And then, okay. This is this is the yeah, voice yeah, yeah. I'm using to As I say, it sounds like radio because if you if, if you used your normal voice, it'd probably be AIDS for my ears. But Yo, yeah. I've, it's I've been uh, I, I've been listening to NPR, so I I got to practice. Nice, dude. Yeah, you're killing it, bro. You're fucking nailing it, dude. Dude, I've been listening to. NPR. Okay, I, 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 we'll get on to another question here. I'm sorry, but like I've been listening to NPR because for my dog when she's home alone, I end up getting her a little radio and NPR on there. So there's like mornings when I'm leaving, and I'm like, damn, really interesting topic. <laughs> so like I'll get in my car and I'm listening to NPR. Like and there, there's nothing wrong with it, man. There's really interesting stuff so, on there. It's very insightful. I think it's great. <laughs> you've got Google Assistant on your phone now. You know how you can set up news sources so that yeah. if you got in your car, you can say listen to the news, and you can listen to your NPR. But I also have a radio in my car, so radio. It's what? it's HD radio. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I know it's actually called HD radio. I'm like, I don't think this is actually HD, but it does sound nicer. I'll give them that. Have you ever listened to talk radio with your subs turned all the way up? Uh, not all the way up, but if somebody has like kind of a deep voice and they have like a hard P that hits, <laughs> and it just <laughs> like I mean, you feel it. That was pretty good. Yep. Uh, next thing here, I we've we I'm sure we've talked about this before, but I mean we're we're hearing a few things now. Um, well, more things that we have at least. But uh, thoughts on Xbox Scorpio? <laughs> I have none. I don't keep up with the console train nearly as much these days, man. I'm sorry for the disappointment here, guys. Yeah, nothing's uh, changed since last time me and you talked about it. It's, I, I mean, I guess for opinions, it. but like, there's been uh, the specs have officially been announced by Digital Foundry. Um, we've seen pictures of the dev kit as well too. The dev kit looks really nice. It's supposed to be even smaller than the Xbox One S. Um, it's going to have, I mean, at least the dev kit's going to have like a nice little LED. Uh, well, not LED, but like L, 
yeah, LED screen on there um, that by default, it will uh, it have, you know, frames per second and such on there that you could check. Um, you can change different modes on there. So you could have it on like regular OG Xbox one mode to test compatibility. You could, you know, have it in Scorpio mode. You can do different boosts and such. Um, although the thing I find really funny is there were several people that were complaining about that screen. They're just like, oh, we don't need, uh, we don't, we don't need that little LCD screen right there that shows the frames per second because we're actually developing the game on our computer. And when we're doing everything there, we can actually see the frames per second in real time. It's a complete waste to have it there. Nobody asked for this. And one of the people who was like heading all this, who was releasing these photos, he's like, uh, actually the devs, that we talk to are the people that asked for this. So first off, it's not just FPS. You can customize to anything. And second, all the devs we talked to, because we talked to devs and asked them, what do you want in the Xbox One? And several people specified this. Uh, we would love to talk with the devs that you're talking to that apparently say they did not want this feature. Hmm. But spec-wise, it seems neat so far. Um, I think the make or break thing is really going to be the price well, too. I'm hoping if they could have it for, like, 450 that would be fantastic but they're also not trying to sell it as a budget system they're trying to sell it as you know a premium xbox one right but it's going to be more powerful and i'm guessing they're going to be exclusives right uh there's not going to be they are it is going to be more powerful but they are saying that there's not going to be scorpio exclusives again disclaimer they are saying that so they're saying that every right. single game that's releasing on the Xbox One. It'll work on the Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox Scorpio. Personally, I think we're going to see some games that will be just so so much more dramatically better on Scorpio to the point where it shouldn't be run on Xbox One or just piss poor on the original Xbox One. Or we might even see Nintendo where we're just going to flat out see some games that don't work on the original Xbox One, such as like, Xenoblade Chronicles 3D. Right. It'll be interesting. Is there? I notice there's no release date, but is there like a gen general time frame that people are expecting this? This year, um, I think November, December of this year. Late. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's surprising. Uh, I suppose they're not continuing to sell the Xbox One and the Xbox One S side by side, are they? Uh, no, um, they're just selling I the. So. I think they're just like really clearance just selling refurbs and trying to clearance out the original xbox one skew um definitely by the time scorpio's out like they're just going to be throwing those out the door right i mean i don't know it's just surprising I'll, I'll be interested to see if they try and continue to sell the xbox one s as more of like a budget console mm -hmm. and the xbox scorpio is a premium more expensive one did you wait did you guys say it it's retailing it i'm sorry uh no there's no verified price there's there's okay. well, not even verified. there's no price that's been released Got you. Okay. Yeah. If you get a ballpark, what do you guys think? Five or more? Um, I don't think they should sell it for over five hundred. I think four fifty would be really pushing it. Um, What's the pro retailing right now? Four hundred. That's why I'm saying like four fifty, maybe. I don't think they're gonna sell for four hundred. I just don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, because I'm Scorpio is supposed to be even more powerful than the. Pro, right? And much more powerful to, than the Pro. Yeah. Supposed to like uh, output at a more true 4K. They were saying that, but now they're saying it's sparse rendering, which is checkerboard rendering, which is like a fake 4K. So it's not upscaled, but it's like almost 4K in a way. It's huh, um, that's interesting. 
The yes. thing is, though, they're the the people that they're selling this to, like a majority of people, they're going to hook it up to their TV. They're going to select the 2160p option, and they're going to say, "Hey, the game's running in 4K, even though it's not running at native 4K." Yeah. Yeah. So I guess go. It'll on. be interesting. Just as the Xbox One is really starting to gain some traction, <laughs> Scorpio is mm-hmm. going to come out. That'll be definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll lock it down more and make the dev kits not nearly as easy by then because it would be rough for that to still be kind of accessible at that point. Uh, I don't think they're going to change that at all. I don't think they're going to change the security because the Xbox One is already quite locked down. Yeah, that's a hard thing. I suppose the we'll really see what happens if some of this stuff that we said, saw with the modded games comes out. Mm-hmm. That comes yeah. out and is doing that somehow, I think that's going to... Yeah. Raise some red flags. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I don't think they're gonna change the security on it though. I think it's still gonna be the same. Anyways, um let's see. Another question on here. Uh I guess are we I think I we kind of joked about this on Twitter, but uh do do, do you guys wanna what what are your thoughts on Stomedy? Uh I aspire to be more like Stomedy every day. Typically, I, I've only watched like one Stomedy video ever. Really, which one was it? I have no idea, dude. It's been forever. I think it, I think it was your fault that I even watched it too because you were, <laughs> you were doing all those memes and stuff, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And then I went on his channel. It might have been the Quantum the Cobb one, dude, where he like puts it on a drill. I'm like, yeah, oh my I've God. seen that. I've seen a couple of his videos. I'm definitely I don't subscribe or keep up with them, but it's a it's a Definitely a ride. It's a not living your average YouTube. It's a living meme. He's yeah, he he's he's a living meme. He is the legendary meme. <laughs> I think I think he's a fantastic human being and I also aspire to be more like him. Also, my favorite thing is like one of my favorite things on YouTube now is like somebody has that clip where it's just him slow down saying, Ah oh, yes from Pyrocynical's first comedy video. And when I need to reply, like if, if there's like a yes or no question and the answer is yes, I just reply with that video link. <laughs> do you do you keep it in like a Google Keep note so you can always No, no, because I just I mean it's just control T YouTube tab stomedy oh yes and it normally auto completes for me like ten times over. <laughs> yeah, I, I have it I have it down to muscle memory at this point. If that video ever gets taken down, I'm actually gonna be really disappointed because then there's gonna be a lot of lost jokes there. But then also I have the video like saved on my computer too, so I'll like upload it as like comments and replies on social media and stuff. It's it's great. I was going to say, make sure you download that, archive that. Absolutely. By the way, somebody's saying, I bring up Stomdy in any conversation. This time, it was specifically asked. It was specifically asked on Twitter and on here by Ethan Boomer. He asked, are you going to talk about Stomdy? So, <laughs> yes, the answer is we did. Have you ever interacted with Stomdy over Twitter or YouTube? I have not. I've just, like, I mean, I think the most I've done on Twitter is... Uh, when when I see a bag of Maltesers out in the wild, I take a picture then tweet him in it. Oh man, has he? Ever, <laughs> he's never responded. No, he doesn't use his Twitter, man. Oh. Yeah. How often does he make videos? Uh, multiple times a day. Oh no, shit! That yeah, no, that's his that's his full time thing. You're kidding. I'm not kidding, man. Yeah, I know he's he, he's paying for his house with YouTube. He's um. 
He, he's got what? cars and all that stuff. Like I even I even looking like no, he's not doing too bad. Like the past five days, he's gotten. I'm looking at his social plate numbers. This dude is growing in subs. This guy is getting like minimum 200 subs a day, growing 200 subs a day at minimum, and he's getting around you know Gosh. at least 100 thousand views per day. He's <laughs> my dude. Stomach is doing well. Seven, 1700 videos. Yeah, yeah, no, like his uh, as of social blade right now, he's got almost six hundred thousand subscribers. Uh, he's got almost two hundred thousand views. Like, no, not even two hundred million views. Like, Stomdy's doing pretty well. That dude ain't no joke. Don't sleep on him, man. <laughs> well, I was gonna say you should reach out to him. Maybe you can get him on the podcast. Do that Stomdy collab. <laughs> I, I don't know if he. He's gonna stoop down to your lows, man. That's some serious. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I just, I'm, I'm so beneath him at this point, man. Yeah, you lost yeah. your chance. Yeah, I did. I did. Hey, man, you know, it's all good. I'll sit back and observe, and I, I, pro- props to him. Even though what he does is stupid, and he does some, some scummy things like the so clickbait, clickbait and all that. Like he's just, I mean, he's such a big clickbaiter. But I'm like, yeah. yo, I gotta, I gotta respect the hustle. Honestly, I gotta respect the hustle. He's making a living off this. Free PSA also, codes, I, I just like occasionally, Xbox. like every few weeks or so, I'll go to his channel and like try and watch a video, and like I'll watch like one or two videos. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm laughing the whole time because he's, he's, he's a goofy guy. It's more I'm laughing at him, I guess. <laughs> we're, we're making subscribers out here. <laughs> oh my god. All right, but I guess back on a regular questions here. But uh, thoughts on Android rooting from you guys? Ooh. I have some thoughts. All right. I have lots of thoughts. And so Android rooting and just in general? Uh, he said thoughts on Android rooting, so let's just take it in general. Oh. All right. Well, I am a fairly longtime Android user, and the reason why I was really interested in Android to begin with was because of how easy it was to root and modify your operating system. Um, I even got into compiling my own custom ROMs and kernels and stuff. And here I sit now with a completely locked Pixel, which is also the easiest phone to modify. So I don't know. There's a couple things that annoy me, like Android Pay blocking route now uh, and Pokemon Go for the few times I actually want to play that at this point. But I don't know. Like, I loved Android because it was like I can mod my phone. It's amazing. But at this point, I just want, like, a stable device. If I had a second phone, like, if I could afford a second decent Android phone, maybe I'd play around with it more. But um, I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of over it at this point. I want my phone to be stable. That's, like, the one thing I want in my life to be really, like, stable and reliable. My my question to you is, I mean, what was making it unstable and unreliable? Because, like, I have Root on my phone. I use, like, five Root apps in total, and my phone is extremely stable. Because I can't help but keep pushing it. I mean, I was to the point where I was compiling my own kernels and I was undervolting all the CPU levels to give each CPU scale as little power as possible to get as much juice out of my phone as possible. I seem (laughs) to not be able to help but do that if I have the chance. Or if my bootloader's locked, it's like, man, I got a factory reset to do that? No, no, I'll do that later, like... I don't know. Um, Self-control. Yeah, it really kind of comes down to it. 
people at my work joke with me. I'll be like, oh, I don't know. I'm just, I decided to give this like new kernel out, uh, you know, a try. I found it on the forums. It looks really good. And my coworker's like, oh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> starting again. It's happening. It's happening. But I know me and you have had this discussion quite a bit about this. And you have stuck on the, stayed on the, the root side of things for quite I... a while. Yeah, the all the years that I've been on Android, the only time I was off root for longer than by two days, uh, it was a few weeks I didn't have root, uh, was when I was a pretty dedicated Pokemon Go player. But then it got to the point I really just stopped playing Pokemon Go, and there's two things that are really holding me back. Um, I don't use Android. Well, the, the two negatives I see is like I don't use Android Pay, and I don't play Pokemon Go anymore. And, and Netflix. Uh, from what I don't use Netflix on my phone, so that Actually, doesn't affect me. But I did hear about yeah. that. I think you can sideload the APK, so it's not as deep yeah. as Android Pay or Pokemon. But I would suspect it's coming. Yeah, but yeah, no. The the point is on there. It's um, I was able to like because I don't use Android Pay and I don't play Pokemon Go anymore. Um, it got to the point I was like, you know, the the few benefits I have of Root, I actually really do miss. Um, and even now, like I have um, I I have an iPhone as my secondary, and then I have my uh, OnePlus three T, and on my one on my iPhone I have uh, Pokemon Go installed on there. I haven't played it at all this year. So I have a completely yeah. stock, mm -hmm. fully updated iPhone, and I never play it. I do have a side, like, spare iPhone that I thought about doing just for Pokemon Go. So that's still a possibility. <laughs> there's an update that launched today. Uh, if you guys didn't know, there's a new event out. So it's like another candy event, and ter uh, fucking Aerodactyls are going to be spawning. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, the fo fossil event. <laughs> yeah. I know, see... The events have actually kind of kept me in. Yeah. Uh, I did want to consistent. Ask, oh, go on. No, I was just saying they've been more like consistent with them lately. It feels like it's been kind of one after another. There was wasn't there just one like a grass? There was just a grass event like a, a, a week grass ago. Event? Yeah, grass Pokemon were spotting. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I did want to ask you guys, um, have either of you um, used Android Pay or Apple Pay, any of those wireless payment? Systems uh, never. Uh -oh. I mean, it's pretty. I have to say, especially with like the new chip and pin stuff. I have all my cards have chips in them, and I've my main place I shop for groceries does not have it available, which kind of frustrates me. But I found a lot of other places, and it is really amazing. I literally like unlock my phone with the fingerprint scanner, get close, and it's paid, and I pull it away. Whereas the chip and pin now, I have to stick it in, wait for a while. Yeah. Wait for like 30 seconds and pull it out. So literally my phone is much more convenient in every aspect because I half the time have it in my hand already. And it literally is like – I had some issues with like what used to be Google Wallets. That's what they originally called the wireless payment part, yeah. and that got all spun off. But the first time I tried it, I had some issues. But nowadays, I mean, it is literally instant, and you're paid, and you're putting in your pocket. And no one even – like what big places you did? Uh, well, a lot of times it's not even big places. I noticed that uh, there's actually um, a liquor store near me that uses it. Surprisingly, they just like have those doesn't, small. Uh, doesn't Starbucks use it? Starbucks, I think, does. Um, I come across a. Is Square compatible with it? Uh, I'm not sure. McDonald's, I believe, uses it. McDonald's uses it. I don't ever go to McDonald's. I, there's only <laughs> it annoys me because like I don't really go. 
I don't really spend money at too many different places aside from like a restaurant, which doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, like a sit down restaurant. You can't use really Android pay for that uh, here in the U S at least. And then um, I'll find occasional ones where like, I'll see their little thing and I'm like, Oh, can I pay with my phone? Like, yeah, boom. Uh, CVS is the worst though, because they have signs up still. Let's say they have it. And I guess a number of months ago, they turned it off for all the CVSs across the country. So Doesn't... I went up with my phone looking like a fool. And I was just like... <laughs> yeah. Um, doesn't CVS also not, uh, I don't think they use chips at their system yet, do they? Or have they adapted to that? I can't remember. I went there not okay, so long ago, but I don't remember because I don't go very often. There's several places I go to and it throws me off because like they have a – like physically have a chip system right there. But then they have like – you know, just it completely taped off. They have like a shitty yeah. drop, like, written note next to it that says, sorry, we don't use chips yet. My favorite thing is I've seen people who had like a little fake plastic card that they inserted into the bottom that just like has an arrow that's like, please swipe. Like, no, we don't – no chips. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, like, no sweat, please. Nailed it. Nailed it. I don't go out very much, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with Amazon, you don't need to. Yeah, I don't need right. to. And then there's drive-thrus, so. <laughs> yeah. Now, that is another thing. Android Pay, I don't know about Apple Pay, but Android <sighs> Pay is pretty neat because it's integrated on the phone, too. So, I believe Uber integrates with Android Pay directly, so you're like your cards that you put on Android Pay are available right there. Um, surprised more apps haven't used it, but it'll be nice not having to like enter in your cards into these different services as they're Absolutely. just connected to your Google account. Yeah. Uh, on, on topic of this, too, actually, there's another question here, but uh, someone's asking, uh, what's a good routing resource? XDA. I was going to say X, XDA as well. It's the only one I, I used ever to used, really. I used to prefer Roots Wiki, um, especially when I was doing some of my like my own ROMs and kernels and stuff. It seemed to be like a really good, really good community there, and um, seemed like a better place for smaller developers too. But uh, they got the original developer of that eventually ended up selling the site, making a decent profit. Actually, I. I know him personally, and so like it's kind of one of those things. Like when I heard like how much he got offered for the website, it's like ah, I don't I don't blame you at all. So <laughs> I think they're still around. Everyone, but everyone has their own price, man. Oh yeah, I think they're still around. They're just it's so full of ads, and at this point, XDA is like kind of the de facto. Gotcha. I um yeah I, I mean normally if I get a phone I root it like even like my OnePlus I just look up in Google OnePlus 3T XDA and it takes me to the development section top sticky thing there how to root OnePlus 3T or how to root insert your phone model here whatever it is yeah, it's simple yeah yeah it's I, a good resource I haven't done any rooting in quite a long time um, I was gonna root my uh, little blue from Amazon just to get rid of the ads and stuff. Oh, I did but that. I, I just decided after having it for like six months, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> the ads don't bug me, man. Sometimes I actually want the shit in the ads, man. <laughs> yeah. so, that means they're working. Yeah. That means they're working yeah. really well. Yeah. Well, because it goes based off of your, your browsing history and your search like through Amazon. Since it's linked to your Amazon, it knows what you look at on Amazon. So 
I'm like, shit, I do need to get some deodorant. I stink, you know, or something like that. So, dude, that, uh, no, that, that reminds me of, um, there was like one of the, I think there was like the first episode of South Park about NSA and all that stuff. I, I don't remember what the exact item is, so I'll just improvise here. But like, Cartman was convinced that the NSA was spying on him and everything he was doing. He's talking with someone on the phone. He's like, no, I swear, they're watching me and they're watching everything I'm shopping for, you know, because I was kind of interested in getting Game of Thrones the other night on DVD. And look, I'm on my computer right now. And it's recommended Game of Thrones to me to buy on Amazon. They're totally listening to me. <laughs> well, it's scary stuff. Yeah, but it, it's getting those tracking cookies have always been there, but it's getting very noticeable for me, especially in the past year. Because now it gets to the point I look up something on Amazon, I go to another website, and I see it's like, um, it's not even like websites. It's like if I like fire up Skype, for example, or something, it has an Amazon ad. It's like, hey, you should look at this, this, this. I'm like, I just looked at that shit like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, spooky. Like, give it some time, dude. Pump the brakes a little bit. It gets really interesting with all these devices now, too. Um, I've heard plenty of stories on the internet. It's never really happened to me where someone's like, oh, I was talking about something. I never Google searched something. And then it showed up as a suggestion on like my, my Google feed or whatever. Um, now, I've had a Google Home for, I guess, five months since around Christmas. And I've not had anything like that. But, I mean, I think the possibility is there with these microphone-enabled devices everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I been mean, there for the longest time. It's got to be a lawsuit, right? Like, you could probably sue if they don't ask permission. No, to listen. because, I mean, it's terms somewhere of service, buried. Man. It's buried in the terms of service that you agreed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why it Got cracks it. me up too. Like when, so I'm sure you and I'm sure many other people listening have heard the thing. And by the way, I just want to interject this blue snow. Thank you for the donation. Um, but uh, when it comes on this as well too, um, I believe there like people have complained several times about um, Facebook tracking or like Facebook changing things. So I'm sure you all have heard of things. It's happened at least once or twice where uh, Facebook just, tried to experiment on all their users and they wanted to see, you know, hey, what if we show our users mostly sad and depressing posts? And what if we show these other users, you know, happy and gleeful posts and they want to kind of do those experiments. And you have these people that are just like, oh, they can't do this. They can't do this. It's like, actually they can because you agreed to use the service and you read that terms of service right there that you didn't read. If you really have an issue with it, shut down your account. Yeah, I'm not saying it's right. Again, I'm not like morally, I'm not saying it's right, but I'm just like, well, you're using their service and you're agreeing to their terms and they're doing what they want to within the confines of the term service that you agreed to to make your account use it. I mean, there is the age old term vote with your dollar and the companies, you are the dollar. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, data, is, so. data is so valuable now at this point. That's why big data is also becoming another big thing because now we're big, huh? But uh, we, we're coming into the issue now where uh, people are just gathering data, gathering data, gathering data, and they don't know what the hell to do with it. Like, they don't know how to manage it. They don't know how to sift through it. So now big data is becoming a whole topic. Like, how can we manipulate this? How can we learn from this? How can we utilize this so it doesn't just sit on a server somewhere? Right. Yeah, I mean, that's... Basically, my job. <laughs> Big data? Yeah, I mean, to a good extent. Uh, we're basically, yeah, my job, we're t- trying to gather as much info and knowledge about these sports teams' fans and manipulate that data for their benefit and the fans' benefit. So, gotcha. I, uh... you know, I'm in the thick of it, and it's not nearly as evil as it sometimes sounds, um, at least no. not yet. 
In, uh, in college, I actually took a course. Uh, it was a master's level course where it was uh, working with big data and all this stuff. That was, it was complex. Um, it wasn't something that I really want to pursue at this point, but it was interesting. It was quite fun. Like we worked on, you know, um, data analysis, uh, scraping websites as well too. It was really fun stuff. Yeah, I don't think inherently like big data stuff is bad by any means. I think it's gotten somewhat of a stigma in certain contexts like Google. Uh, Facebook and whatnot with all the knowledge that they have on people. Um, I do think it's, you know, it is another thing for someone like Google who has such a coverage of so many people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's an interesting topic. It is. It is. Um, it's definitely also, um, it, it's definitely CPU intensive as well. So there's that, that's why like I, sometime after I took that course and I was talking with people about like building computers and all that stuff or, um, or no, like I even said this several times when talking about consoles, when with the console wars between PS4 and Xbox one, some people would say, you know, the Xbox one had a better CPU. It's like, no, it's the same CPU. It's clocked slightly higher. But the thing is the CPU really, I mean, for the gaming we're doing, it really doesn't matter unless you're doing something like data mining on the side, which you're not going to do on a console. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely helped to use my desktop at that time. Oh boy. Yeah. Anyways, at this point, I uh I don't know, unless anyone has any uh, other questions, kind of just throw into the chat here. I'm uh, I'm feeling satisfied right now. How about you guys? I've got a pretty sexy taco in my fridge so it's <laughs> calling my name i heard it like, like 10 minutes ago for a flashlight or <laughs> yeah uh, it's code for i gotta go yeah yeah <laughs> no worries yeah no this was a great episode I'm, I'm very happy with it yeah it was it was definitely fun Devin. you you did well don't worry Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. No, actually, fun fact: the uh, the the last episode Devin was on, where he was uh, co-hosting with me, um, that was actually his first time ever podcasting. Thank yeah, you for like filling oh, in. Thank you for yeah, man. <laughs> I fucking was sleeping like a baby, man. <laughs> no, it's all good. Glad you got some rest, man. No, uh, I was happy. It was exciting. This is exciting. It's a good time. Um, I'm definitely still getting used to it. Like I said, I'm not like. I've never been a YouTuber. I've never done a whole lot in front of the camera, so well, it's new. Is, but it's fun. Too, this isn't this isn't even straight up podcasting either, because you know that's recording audio file, doing offline yeah. everything, um, and probably would definitely be better quality. Uh, I mean, this is just streaming and discussing things, and then we take that audio and upload it separately as well too, and we call that a podcast. To me, this is mostly just live streaming and having a discussion. But we market it like a podcast because, you know, to me, it still is. We're, we're practically cam boys. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. oh, boy. <laughs> no, but this is the kind of uh, podcast that I listen to on my own. I listen to a ton of podcasts, so having the opportunity to go on some is definitely an exciting opportunity. But this is the kind of stuff that I like. It's much more enjoyable than something that's too rigid. No, well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. We, well, we, we, we do our best. What was your guys' favorite topic of today? Uh, oh, That's... let me let me bring up the doc again. I will say... I'm Maybe really... it's comedy. No. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for the Vita users for this, uh, this Enzo, Enzo mod. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I don't know. It depends on how, I guess, reliable Henkaku is currently. Maybe it's more it's, reliable it's than the previous stuff. Right. 
I remember the 3DS stuff being a little bit more unreliable. It might take a couple boots to get going. Um, and that just that freedom to be able to just turn it on and go, even if you have sleep mode, I don't know. That makes mm-hmm. such a huge difference, and I think that's really promising. Absolutely. I think probably my favorite topic was actually the first that we talked about with uh, the uh, whole modding and anti-piracy type thing. I didn't think we'd go so far into it and have you know the opinions that we did, but that was that was definitely a really fun one to talk about. Dude, that can't be your favorite topic because that was my favorite topic. Oh, God, <laughs> what, you want to fight about it? I, I didn't think you were going to pick that one, dude. I thought that I had like a good like wild card. It surprised card. me too. I mean, we had. I feel like we had interesting stuff to talk about, but that was yeah. probably my favorite one just because of the discussion that we had around it. Yeah, I feel like we, we went pretty heavily into it, and it's something that you don't really hear or see too often. So it was just interesting to see. And again, like the other stuff, for me at least, I don't have a Vita. So, I mean, although that was cool, it was kind of like, yeah. And then the Xbox One stuff still cool, but at the same time, it's like, it's not groundbreaking to me, you know? Like, it's cool. It's, it is. It's neat. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just cool. there's, it's there's more people that know how to turn their retail system into a dev system. Exactly. Yeah. If you tell me, like, fucking, we just, you know, like, dropkick the Xbox One into oblivion and we can do whatever <laughs> we want, then I'm, like, I'm sitting here with, like, a foam finger, like, fuck yeah, <laughs> you know? But, <laughs> I mean, it's cool, though. It, it, it's still, you know, it's something worth at least talking about. But, again, it wasn't just wasn't groundbreaking to me per se like that change in the game unless someone figures out a way to breach through this sandbox but i I don't know i feel like they set it up as like a padded cell essentially you know they did they 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 definitely did that was the intention of that everything is sandboxed on the xbox one yeah we were talking about that i think too on one of the podcasts that like even if you're in one and you were to able to get something in that it's not even connected to the next part of the console yeah. essentially they're all like sandboxes inside of different you know different cells essentially in a prison i guess right. <laughs> the Xbox is a prison. just like how sony <laughs> learned with the vita when it came to the homebrew community like learned from the psp when it came to the homebrew community uh microsoft definitely learned from the xbox and xbox 360 modding scenes yeah yeah i definitely think they learned their lesson yeah it'll be really interesting to see how this uh switch pans out i don't think there's been a whole lot of activity since their initial kind of proof of concept exploit Mm -hmm. so it's gonna be a while man it's gonna be a while before we see anything hardcore because i mean the exploit's there but like even they're messing around with it like Uh a lot of people they get super hyped like hey it's an exploit like well one you don't know if it's going to be released and two it's the exploit's there but we don't have anything else like Exploit right. does not automatically equal ISO game loader. No, it's a right. starter. It's a starting point. Exactly. It's good. No, it's more than they a starting the, point. They I found guess. the break. Yeah. yeah. They found the, yeah. Fucking, though, they cracked out of their prison cell. Now you still got to scale the walls and get past the guards and yeah. <laughs> the hounds. And swim, <laughs> swim through like the shit yeah. river and all that and yeah. get out there and through the system. Make, yeah. make it through the county mm-hmm. and get your cuffs off and then we'll talk. <laughs> well, as we've seen with uh, you know other scenarios, they could very well have some serious exploits, but until something's like really ready to ship, I mean, uh, I remember when the homebrew launcher for the um, 3DS first came out, that was like, uh, Smila made that like really polished, like, here's a homebrew base, here you go, here's the exploit, have at it. It's like a professional looking kind of Yeah, no, he, he kicked ass. So, I mean, ass. I... I think they, you know, we definitely don't want to get it for it to be patched too soon before they can really address it and really come out with something awesome. Yeah. 
We'll see. Oh, speed that actually. What one little thing? Uh, the Switch got the 2.3 update and uh, stability increase. So just, just I know everyone was dying for that information, but the Switch has it now has increased stability if you're on the latest firmware. You know, I really wanted my kickstand to be more stable. This is exactly what I needed. That's what I needed too. <laughs> no, it's kind of <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, I don't think they were patching any open exploits, but the people have been um, I, maybe not maybe not open ones, but I mean, people are submitting exploits to Nintendo right now through that uh, Hacker One program. Ah, uh, that's right. I kind yeah. of forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> making some money. Yeah, just a bit, just a bit. Food on the table, man. Exactly. <sighs> hey, if I was a that capable, I'd have a hard time deciding between cold hard cash yeah. or community support like street hmm. fame street fame <laughs> right <laughs> i mean it can be good resume work as it's uh, shown with smilum even you yeah. know yeah but i mean this is this is shit that interests people like even just like well, one thing i'll just kind of throw out here as well too because i was talking about you know the co-worker thing and all like the past two places i've worked at i've put my youtube channel on my resume and my managers, people who've interviewed me, they saw my channel. They saw what I was doing. They were aware of what I was doing. And they thought this shit was fascinating, like all the modding stuff and just, you know, presenting the channel to a public audience and all that. They thought it was cool. So uh, that's why, you know, even just a little tip for you all, if you're looking for jobs or anything, just don't second guess what you might put on a resume. Like if you do a YouTube thing or you have some type of talent or whatever, it's all about how you spin it and how you word it on there. Um, but you'll be surprised at what people will be impressed with. Yeah, I put my YouTube on my last job that I got. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's awesome. actually they wanted to know about it. They were like, "Oh, so what?" They like pulled up my channel, and I was like, "Crap!" Like, thank God that lately my content has been relevant. <laughs> I'm like, just don't go past like ten pages to my old stuff where I'm just bitching about things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, I think especially when you're doing something that can be a revenue stream that shows a lot of initiative. And I think that's what jobs are often looking for more than knowledge or specific talent. Absolutely. And again, that's how I said, like, that. Like, that's why I said it's how you spin it. Like, for example, you don't put on your resume, I make videos. You, you put on there something like, I am a online content creator and I edit videos, I market them online, I have AdSense or whatever on there where I help, where I have a revenue stream, but with this, I'm cultivating my audience and my brand through social media and video sharing sites. You make it sound something like that, where you're describing exactly what you're doing, but you make it sound really professional and nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mario's resume help 101. Actually, I really like editing resumes. <laughs> That's a gift. Didn't you ask me at one point if I wanted help with my resume? Yeah, didn't I edit yours? <laughs> uh, yeah, you did it. You did, yeah. 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 <laughs> Dude, you are the resume guy. I remember. I am the resume guy, guy, I guess. <laughs> Dude. All right, I'm going to be coming to you if I need some help then. Yeah. Dude, go ahead. You know how to contact me. So. Uh, yeah. All right, boys. Anyways, well, I'm going to get to that taco in a minute here. Yeah, he's, he's hungry. I'm tired. Devin, what, what negative emotion are you? Uh, I'm tired. I got to get to bed. I'm an old man. Okay. And I got to let the dog out. So the dog's just been watching you the entire time, maybe. Have you heard the little subtle whines on occasion? No, I haven't actually. The mic has not picked okay. them up. 
Good, good. I wondered about that. I thought I was going crazy, and I like took out my earbud for a minute. <laughs> Wait. But, uh, oh, you're over at Mr. Mario's apartment right now? That's not my game collection. That's. Oh, I thought. I just. <laughs> I, I thought. No, I totally thought that it was your game collection. I was like, dude, this guy's got a sick ass no, game collection. Totally. My yeah, own well, th- thank you very much. I appreciate no, it. No, I hundred percent. Until right in this moment when you just said that, I I thought that. I mean, I know that's where you that's where you guys streamed last time, where you were sitting on that couch, right? I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but I thought I totally thought that like, wow, like Mr. Mario met this dude that lives in his apartment complex that loves the shit out of video games as much as he probably does. You know. You know, I do. I mean, I love video games. I have such a history with them, and I think there are certain video games I would want. But Mario's a collector. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate the collection, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You visit the museum. You don't need to have the museum. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. I get it. I get it. <sighs> I hope I don't owe you five dollars for this museum. It's free. <laughs> a visiting fee. <laughs> oh no, no, dude, it's fine. I mean, you're you're babysitting the dog, but she kind of does that on her own too. But oh, yeah. yeah. Pictures asleep. I don't see eyeballs anymore. Oh, good doggo. Anyways, this is uh, Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you for listening, watching, wherever you guys are from. If you uh, want to check us out, you know, we have a Mod Chat Facebook page. Uh, we are going to have, you know, of course, the podcast audio version of it uh, on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play. And uh, the video version will be on my channel where, you know, you can comment on there. Tell us what you thought of it. We do really appreciate that constructive criticism, any recommendations, all that other fun stuff. Um, And then on top of that as well, too, as I said, I'll uh, probably put the link out on Twitter. Um, I still haven't officially blasted it everywhere, which I I will soon. I'm working on a video with it. Um, But also on my Discord, I have a mod chat little text chat area where if you have recommendations for topics that you want us to cover uh you can go ahead and throw them in there um aside from my uh co-host and my guest here uh, where can we find you all on the internet go for it my pop oh you want me to go i was waiting for you to go um you can find me on youtube uh primarily on youtube i guess uh modbot um I do mostly, pretty much exclusively 3D printing stuff now. I started off doing Xbox modding years and years and years ago. Um, but yeah, for the last uh, at least couple of years now, it's transitioned more to um, like 3D modeling and um, very much heavily into 3D printing. So you can still expect like a random curve thing here and there. I'm talking way too much. But yeah, find me on YouTube. That's pretty much where I'm at. Awesome. Yeah, um, I'm not super active online. Um, I'm a bit active on Twitter, so you can find me uh, at Paranoid Coder. Paranoid Coder, and then um, I talk about mostly development-oriented things. Maybe some random Android or tech-oriented stuff. Um, I'm starting to get more into some personal projects, so I'm going to be hoping to post about some more development-oriented things as time goes on. And I also recently joined a Mastodon instance, mastodon.technology. So if you're on that new hype train, you can follow me there. What so is that? Paranoid I've Coder. I've never heard of that. It's really cool. So Mastodon is an open source, decentralized clone of Twitter based off of an older open source social network called GNU Social. And essentially... Anyone can spin up an instance. Anyone can host their own thing, and it's kind of like email. So we can communicate across instances, but you can be on your own Mastodon server. 
which allows for these servers, it's open source, so you can fork code. If they one server makes a decision for a feature you don't like, you can switch if you want. And it's really the hmm. community driving this, and there's no advertisements, no tracking, and the main developer just has a Patreon page and just gets donations monthly. Um, Wild. I've just never, never heard of this. It's been out for a few years, but it recently got a decent amount of attention. Um, and I chose this mastodon.technology instance because it's a lot of developers, it's a lot of tech-oriented people. So with among these different instances, uh, there can be other communities that develop, you know what I mean? But there are yeah. a couple top ones. Mastodon.social is by far the most popular. Um, but it's really interesting. I'm trying to give it a shot. I'm all about the open source, decentralized nature, letting these people have the power and you know, taking yeah, advertisement and data cool. out of it. Yeah, I'll have to take a further look into it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I need to do that so, as well, too. Devin just told me a lot about it, but I haven't actually tried it out myself. I mean, I think it's the mindset you should go into it is looking for a new community, not looking for the same communities that you have elsewhere. Okay. Because you're not going to find the top, top people on there. And on top of that, it's going to be interesting to see how it gets adopted because it's not a confusing thing. You don't feel like a hacker using it. But this concept of being like, okay, well, to message you, if you're on a different instance, I have to say at modbot at mastodon.social. To crossover. Right. So it's more like email. But we can perfectly communicate so long as, I mean, technically an instance could totally fork and make their instance not compatible anymore. But that kind of is a disadvantage. Huh. But... As email servers have involved, you have a Yahoo, you have a Google. It's all email. So this yeah. is standardizing social networking as well, in a sense. Neat. I'm in it for the long run, man. Ten years <laughs> down the line. Yeah. Just, no, dude, more power to you. That's awesome. Hey, I missed out on Bitcoin, okay, and I still regret it. So, you know, got to get on this stuff early. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I've, told, I've told you all about the pizza thing, right? The 10,000 Bitcoin? Yeah, one of the most like I think the first Bitcoin transaction was um, for a large pizza and first Bitcoin paid for either food or like a real world item. Yeah, yeah, it was it was that it was I think it was two pizzas and a two liter ball of soda for ten thousand Bitcoin. Yep, a local pizza shop decided to accept it because the guy convinced him or they had heard about it or something. And yeah, now that would be right now Bitcoin's floating out around eighteen hundred. I just was trading like some. That. Yeah, before before yeah. anybody freaks out, like ten thousand. Why would you pay ten thousand Bitcoin for a pizza and a soda? It's like this is when Bitcoin was worth nothing. This is when there was a guy on a forum who had ten thousand of this imaginary play money, Jeez. and somebody decided to just flatter him and be like, you know what? Here, I'll take ten thousand of your imaginary computer money, and I'll buy you a pizza. It's eight worth eighteen million dollars right now, too. Uh, yeah, that's one of the most expensive Bitcoin transactions. Insane. So, <laughs> Bitcoin's oh. fun. We'll have to talk about that on another podcast. I, yeah. I was pretty Bitcoin. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, again, this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you for listening, watching everyone. And uh, we're going to be out of here. Have a good night, everybody. Peace out.